Chiefs fans, this is the Sports Radio 810 WHB postgame show. Presented by CBD American Shaman. Life is better with the feather. Was it perfect? No. Was it nerve-wracking? Of course. Should we all be concerned about Justin Herbert's ribs? Yes. But here's the lesson for tonight. Problems, concerns, shortcomings, stressors, they're all a little bit easier to deal with. In fact, a lot easier to deal with when you're 2-0 and and lined up to be in sole possession of the AFC West. And that is where the Kansas City Chiefs find themselves tonight at 2-0, and already the only undefeated team in the West. Kind of an incredible way for this season to start. We're 10 days, I guess 14 days if you go back to the first Thursday, removed from the very, very, very beginning of the NFL season. The Chiefs are already alone at the top of the division that they have dominated since Andy Reid got to town. And I don't know how you, dear listener, are going to feel over the course of this show here tonight, over the course of this week, as we recap things here tonight on the uh, the Sports Radio 810 WHB postgame show presented by CBD American Shaman. Free CBD samples every day. I don't know what the emotional ride of many of you will ultimately be. Because in real time, this had some real moments of feeling pretty bad. Kind of made you begin to wonder what exactly the Cardinals are working with. And where the Chiefs have been consistent, where you should stay optimistic, and where you may have begun to see where this team will be fractured, will be stressed over the course of this season. But the absolute number one thing here is that the simple truth of winning doesn't mean that your problems are no longer problems. It does not mean your processes were all good. I had plenty of beef with plenty of things that Andy Reid did tonight. Patrick Mahomes had some flatly not very good moments in a couple of spots, a couple of throws that were certainly um, interception-worthy, interceptable. Now, of course... Patrick Mahomes also had the moments where he himself was the game. And there's plenty of things you can start with from a positive perspective as well. We're going to have a lot of things to sort through. In a lot of ways, more than we did after week one. Because that, that win over the Cardinals just made you feel good. It just got the season started off in a certified banger. This is a game against a much better team in your division, with playoff implications. This game had more weight to it for a whole bunch of reasons. Not just because Jeff Bezos was in the, uh, was in the, in the building. And I think at halftime, the Chiefs must have, uh, like, overnight prime shipping in some, uh, some more competent offense. Justin Herbert's probably going to need to try to get some uh, very quick, maybe get a drone to drop off some ice and a flak jacket 
for whenever he ends up playing again. We'll let you know whenever we almost inevitably find out that Justin Herbert has uh, broken ribs or tearing in the cartilage of his ribs. A gutsy performance by him tonight, obviously. But as we go through, and rightfully, pick on the numerous things that weren't great for the Chiefs, and acknowledge the fact that those weaknesses or those mistakes get amplified when you're going up against a better team, like the Chargers. The most important thing I think you can note right now is that no matter what happens the rest of the weekend, come Tuesday, once everything is wrapped up, the whole week of Sunday action through Monday Night Football, the Chiefs will be alone at the top of the AFC West. Again, that doesn't invalidate any concerns. There are a good number of them. But ultimately, you can have a little more patience for, wish the pass rush would have been a little more effective a little sooner, but ultimately the defense played pretty well. Pass rush showed up in the second half and, and gave Justin Herbert a rough night, just physically speaking. You would have loved for the trenches to be more impressive on both sides of the ball for the Chiefs. If you wanted to, to put your cards on the table and say, hey, you know what? The Chiefs were not the best team at uh, you know the majority of 22 positions on each side of the ball tonight. I would be very willing to hear you out on that. I haven't gone player for player, line for line, but I would hear you out. If you said, hey, we're going to go position by position and the Chargers have um, 13 players to the Chiefs. What would the math be on that? I think I got that one wrong. I can't do math on the fly. To the Chiefs, uh, 9 to get to 22? I got the math right. Maybe so. I I don't know. Maybe so. But still, even as I beg of you to appreciate Justin Herbert, not just for the performance in the fourth quarter tonight, but because he is excellent. Even with that being front of mind, the Chiefs have the better quarterback. And that's no disrespect to Justin Herbert because they also have the best quarterback when they play the Bills or the Buccaneers or the Packers or anybody. And Mahomes got away with some stuff tonight. But you can get away with it when you bring the magic that occasionally just flies out of that dude's right hand. And occasionally his left hand, but usually his right hand. Jalen Watson also needs a monologue mention here. A seventh-round pick, not just forced into play because Trip McDuffie is on IR, but Jalen Watson was, was drafted 243rd overall after at one point working for his mom in a Wendy's while he looked for a way to continue playing football. A tremendous story of perseverance that, that has led him to the NFL. Really just a, an excellent story. Jalen Watson didn't just get thrown out there and make a play. Jalen Watson impressed at every level of the offseason to the point where DeAndre Baker was let go, Lonnie Johnson was let go, Joshua Williams was drafted in the fourth round by the Chiefs, another corner, and Jalen Watson forced his way onto the field. So when Trent McDuffie got hurt against the Cardinals, it was Jalen Watson whose name got called. 
I thought the Chiefs would keep at least one of those veteran journeyman types at corner this year. I would have bet on one of those guys making it, or even them trying to find someone else on roster cutdowns. Just have someone who's done it for, for a while at the NFL level. And they had enough faith in their depth of young guys where their number four and five corners are rookies that they didn't feel the need to do that because they believed that Jalen Watson would be ready to go if he was put out there. Now, that whole sequence is wild because the the target on that play was trying to sub out before the play happened. And so when Herbert goes to him, he just wasn't looking for the ball. Watson still made an excellent play where, where Herbert was looking to be able to go inside. He had the lane. Watson cut through. Again, not a lot of effort from the Chargers side there because they were running tempo. He was gassed, whatever. But Watson was ready for that moment. The moment went to him, and he completed the play. He didn't just get a hand in there or get both of his hands on the ball and knock it down. Would have been nice, would not have turned the game around. If you're going non-Patrick Mahomes division, Jalen Watson gets a, a, a game ball from me. And, and Patrick Mahomes has plenty, so I, I, would, uh, I would assume that Watson will in fact get one in his first start in his second game with an opportunistic play that he followed through on. One other thing I want to mention, I want to take some calls here earlier in the show than usual. As long as you guys also work with me, we try to keep them tight and keep it moving. Because we're going to get a nice pace here. we got a primetime uh, prime game where everybody's got shows tomorrow morning. And we're all over the place. We're going to go late tonight, but you know, maybe not till like 2 a.m. We're going to try to keep the pace up and, uh, and get through some calls before um, all the pressers begin. But one thing to note, as the, the chaos settles, Thursday night games are always ugly. And I think these two teams are very evenly matched which could be jarring if you didn't respect the Chargers. I did. I, I think I, I like this team. But if you can acknowledge short, week, sloppy, Chargers equally matched, I don't think that a 27-24 result should surprise you. It certainly should stress you out. It was looking pretty dark out there for a little bit. But I understand how we arrived here. It just wasn't pretty. I have my criticisms. I have my edits that I would have made to the game plan to the roster, to Andy Reid's fourth down decisions. Lord knows to Brandon Staley's fourth down decisions. I don't even know that man anymore. That was disappointing. It was not a pristine game, but again, that's a lot easier to swallow whenever you're alone at the top of the division. Let's uh, let's, let's stampede through some calls here and open it up with Ryan. Ryan, how you feeling about 27-24? Hey, absolutely. Uh, thanks, hey. Uh, th- God, it's been a long time. I, I guess I need Gary. <laughs> you guys were you guys were like wire to wire. In fact, if I if I went back to the tapes, I, I think Gary might have uh, Gary might have a case okay. to make here. I win now. I win now. I hit so I hit your Herbert, button. Yep, Justin I sure did. Herbert, yeah, Justin Herbert said uh, they were going to win too, right? Like that, that everybody said the pundits all said. Um, I hope he's not hurt. I don't want to see anybody get hurt for the rest of it. Great matchup tonight. Uh, we got Mahomes. Like we always say, we got Mahomes. Uh, still learning to, I guess it's going to be. It, we're learning the new offense and all that stuff. But what a great night tonight! It, it really was special. Uh, defense. I mean, ninety-seven yard, you know, pick six. Um, obviously, was a game changer. And uh, I thought both teams played awesome. But guess what? Arrowhead stood up and uh, we won. So hey, go Chiefs! 
Uh, don't want to take too much of your guys' time. I'd like to hear what Gary says, too. But uh, great, great. I'm so glad, glad we have Mahomes. Me, too. It makes it a, it's special. So, anyway, thanks, you, guys. You and me both. Ryan, good to hear from you, man. I'm just going to let Gary follow right on through. Gary, you got next. What's up, man? Hey, guys. Well, after watching the game, I think one thing's clear. I mean, you're going to disagree with me, but <laughs> the Chargers targeted it. And looking at the couple weaknesses I can see right now, the left and right tackle are going to be huge concerns moving forward after the way they played tonight. Because you look at what they've got in this division, those mm-hmm. two need to step their game up a lot. And if Orlando Brown wants to get paid in Kansas City, you better keep 15 upright. And he didn't do a very good job of protecting him tonight. But to me, but I am going to give a game ball to Steve Spagnuolo this week. Let's go, Gary. Let's go. New Leaf. I love it. I was cursing the zone defense early in the game. But Me too. <laughs> it's, amazing. It, it, it's amazing what happens when you get to the quarterback. That secondary yes. looks so much better. And how about the play by Justin Reed knocking the ball away? It was nice to see one of our safeties actually play a pass. <laughs> but I'll hang up on this and let's enjoy this tonight, guys. Appreciate it, Gary. Yeah, Gary in a good mood. Gary must have had a nice day at uh, nice day at the office today or something. I don't know. I like that vibe, Gary. Appreciate it. Uh, no, look, the Chargers sort of Chargers. Like they, they. I, even I can admit to that. I just saw this from ESPN stats and info. Justin Herbert's pick six was the only one this century to occur in the red zone in the fourth quarter of a tie game. Only one this century. It sounds like a. Tungsten Armo Doyle sort of stat there of the Chargers just kind of being a little bit snake bit. Uh, look, tackles weren't good enough today. I mean, we're going to have to go through again, and, and I want to see the sort of snap-by-snap snap and whatnot. But, yeah, I, I also am more willing to let Andrew Wiley be the guy that does get beat every once in a while, partially because he's on the side Mahomes can see, and partially because he's very clearly the guy on that line you've invested the least in. So if, if he has a moment here or there, it's, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be cursing Andrew Wiley. You can't have five All Pros at all times, and Wiley is a, a professional right tackle. Orlando Brown will obviously bear watching over the course of this season. Um, it is very hard to gauge um, all of the offensive line over the course of a, a broadcast. We're trying to watch the ball and uh, you know not being able to go through it multiple times. But the, the, the Chiefs lost in the trenches until at least late in the game, and Mahomes made lemonade with, with the offensive line, even allowing some pressures, particularly um, on the uh, absolute dart to Justin Watson. Just ridiculous. Huge day for the Watsons. Elementary, my dear, something Sherlocky. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't come up with a pun today. I was too stressed out. Uh, next up, we got Travis. Travis, what's up, man? What's up, Briscoe? How you doing, man? I'm doing, I'm doing pretty good, all things considered. I'm in a pretty good place. So, just real quick, first off, I think part of Mahomes not playing well was what Gary brought out. The offensive line was pretty bad tonight, and it wasn't just the tackles. Yeah, Uh, true. Tooney and Creed Humphrey were missing assignments. Trey Smith, like the whole offensive line played pretty crappy across the board. Um, I mean, he was was getting pressured quite a bit, and I think that was part of of his unstable play at times was he was was under duress quite a bit. as far as that goes. But the other thing, I mean, I know it was a sloppy game, and I know everybody wants to say that the Chargers chargered, but, I mean, you think about it. This is a, a, a short week, yes. a Thursday night game against a division rival, against a team that a lot of people are picking to win the division, and some are picking to go to the Super Bowl to represent the AFC, and we just we just beat them. I mean, it's not like it's not like we struggled tonight against Indianapolis or something. Like, right. This is the Chargers. Yes. This is a division. This, we're, we're, this is a division game, so I, 
I think that in a game like this, you survive in advance. If it looks sloppy, who cares? We got the dub. That's that's how I feel about it. So we'll move on to the next week. And I mean, I don't see how other than the offensive line um, looking bad. That's about the only uh, concern that I had. I, I think the offense will be fine if the offensive line gets better. So. Yeah. That's what I got, man. I, I'm with you across the board, Travis. Always good to hear from you, man. Good stuff. I appreciate it. Uh, because, yeah, I look, man, th- I hope I hope that came across from me where I don't want to dwell on all of the negative things. Th- there's going to be having a long week to work on stuff is going to be good for us and for the Chiefs. They're going to have plenty to go through in the film room, and I do think you can have some questions about the offensive line. Certainly that was impacting Mahomes. But to that point, this was not – I'm just going to take, take Travis's words and Sam again in my voice because I like them so much. This was a short week, a a gritty, sloppy, frustrating, stressful game against a real contender. If the AFC Championship game went exactly like this, we would not be talking about Andrew Wiley, right? Or whatever, whatever it may be. Now, of course, it wasn't the AFC Championship game. There is a lot of football still to be played, so the process does matter. It really does. By by week two, we're we're still learning what this version of this team is going to look like. But I think it would be, I think it would be a little bit, what's the opposite of short-sighted? I guess far-sighted? Just to be freaking out about all of the things that did not go well. Because that is, that's the coin flip of all of this. That's, that's where the result does impact the analysis, even if the game were to go exactly the same way over and over. Um, also, I, I did want to mention this on, on Gary's point. Travis mentioned it and then uh, got a tweet from my guy Tim E. Sowers on Twitter pointing out that, hey, the Chargers defensive ends here are two of the best in the league. And the Chiefs tackles losing that matchup to them. No real shame in that. And, and I, I actually wanted, I wrote that down to mention I'm on that side as well. However, they're going to see this group again. They're going to see a great group in Vegas twice. They're going to see a pretty darn good group in Denver twice. They're gonna, they're, they are going to be tested. The AFC has a wealth of good pass rushers, if not great pass rushers. This might be as good as it gets. And so you can kind of gauge that as you will. One of my concerns, though, is that that pressure, it seemed to take the Chiefs out of the offense that looked so well run last week, where just everything was cooking. It was just a well-oiled machine just happening. Tonight was a little more of... Buy some time and let Mahomes do something wild. And that'll get you through moments. I don't think that'll get you through seasons. Not because Mahomes can't do it, but because it's just a very difficult way to live your life. But it'll get you through moments and games. And I can, I can live with that just fine. I will sleep just fine tonight with the Chiefs winning this game in the fashion that they did. Uh, let's keep cooking here. Uh, let's Is this Java or Jabba here, Beards? It says Java on the screen, but I haven't heard from Jabba yet this year. Let's find out together. What's up? Oh, it's your boy Jabba. You knew I had you. You knew. You knew I was here for you. Beards wasn't. Beards I, is a fraud. I, I always get it 50-50 every time. I can't help myself. It's Jabba, baby. What's up, boys? How you doing? Oh, just leaving the stadium. How about them Chiefs? How about them? How's the, how was the, how was Arrowhead? The the audio on the Amazon feed was a little weird sometimes. What was the energy like in the fourth quarter? Uh, well, you know them Chargers ain't got no fans, so there's a lot, <laughs> lot of red, baby. <laughs> Glad That's to hear it. Big pick six from a rookie. Huge. That was huge. Yeah. Yeah. I also, th- I also think Herbert might have a cracked rib or two. Yes, he he's already gone into the X X ray room after the game. They've already uh, that's already been tweeted out. Yeah, we we'll, we will have to wait and see, but I bet it's not great. 
Yeah, because, I mean, he had a wide-open lane, and he didn't even run. Yeah. He he. I don't know if you've seen the replay yet, but uh, he he just threw it away like like his arm wasn't working. It was, and then and then immediately after, it throws a laser. Dude, dude is a, a machine. Oh yeah, I mean he's a beast, but uh, the AFC West still runs through one Arrowhead Drive, baby, all day long. It sure does, Jabba. Anything else, man? I I, I, I love the energy. I love that you're uh, giving us the update from from inside the stadium. And you're right; it, it's going to keep running through Arrowhead. I, I love that we can appreciate, hopefully, what Mahomes and Herbert are going to be, while you also know it's still running through Arrowhead. Oh, yeah, always, baby. Let's go, Chiefs. Let's win this Super Bowl. And let's, let's keep on ticking on, baby. Let's go. Jabba, good to hear from you, my friend. We'll get Beards to get your name right next time. Appreciate it. Sorry, Beards. It's a new. It's the first time he's called in this year, you know? Just like Patrick Mahomes, man, don't make the same mistake twice. That's really what it is. Uh, next up here is Butch. Hey, Butch, how you doing, my friend? JB, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even get one? You were, you're, you're speechless? Gentlemen, yeah, I'm speechless. Man, we can't even have a how about this. She's just not speechless. All right, man, listen. Right, first of all, I'm sorry for signing off a little early on the, on the last call. So I'm going to stick around for a second, make sure that I don't get like a double down on whatever I could possibly win after this one because I, I got at least a couple things to say before I go. Fantastic. Look. I might go out and get a Justin Herbert jersey after that one. I don't know what. I don't know what the kid's made out of. He is indestructible out there. But what I'll say is two things. One, the Chargers are difficult because now they are blocking your best players on their offensive front, and they're getting after your best players on their defensive front. That's scary. Mm. A couple guys went down. Lindsley went down. Pipkins went down. So that's tough. Hopefully those guys can come back. They were a big part of it. Huge, yeah. when their offensive line and defensive lines are intact, I- I'm trying to think of other teams that can do that. I can't name very many of them. That can, that can, that's, that's special. That's unique. That's what helped them get out to a game, a lead in a game that could have really gotten out of hand if it weren't for a couple of you know missed calls, maybe some conservative play on there. And mm-hmm. The second thing I'll, I'll point out is that when you look at the way the Chargers are built, Look at look at where their 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 money is, where where, where they're really good at on the edges yeah. on defense. Yep, both edges, corners to the outside, safety play over the outside. The one touchdown throw that we had that was deep down the field was splitting their two safety looks, and, and that's where that's where Staley gets his defense from. When we say a Vic Fangio defense. What we're talking about is the ability to play too high and what's called quad coverage. And they play something called quad and bounce, are, are two concepts that Vic Fangio ran to perfection. And Staley has taken that and just put it on, like, crack cocaine, bro. <laughs> like, they finally have the personnel to shut down most, most offenses. It was impressive, but I'm going to give game balls to, to Clyde. This is two games in a row where he's looked great. Yeah. I'm going to give a, a game ball to Trey Smith because he probably should not have played in this game. He said, you know what, we're going to be on an extended break after this. After this short week, we can go ahead and gut it out. He did, and he played well. And Willie Gay, man, he had a tough game early on and came back and was a big part of the reason why in the second half the Chargers didn't look as great as they should have. Man, savor the flavor on it because that was it just matters to get wins. That's all I care about. I love it. Fletch, uh. you're the best, man. I appreciate it, dude. So good. No notes, nothing. Uh, good call on Clyde. I, I, think the, I honestly think the biggest play of the game from Clyde uh, might have been on that reception where he bounced off Derwin James and kept moving. That might have been the most impressive play. Obviously, the 50-some yarder, though, uh, late on felt like uh, moving moving that game towards ice. Uh, uh, really nice start to the year for Clyde. Absolutely. Uh, we got time for one more here before we have to take our first break. Dan, I know you come with the speed here, so hit me with it, Dan. 
Hey Joshua, how you doing? It was a, a Jalen and Justin show tonight. Great game by the uh, offensive line, even though they struggled, you know. And I, I was wondering, you know, I know uh, Andy go, goes for it. I was so surprised he didn't go for the uh, uh, 21-17. But anyway, I understand the decision. And uh, Herbert, he didn't look really. Also, it, it looked like already going the second time. Uh, what do you think on that, uh, Joshua? Do you think that uh, Staley should have uh, kept uh, uh, Herbert? I know he likes, uh, you know, he's got a lot of toughness in him. Are you sure that was an honest move? And, uh, and I was thinking about, you know, uh, and he's going to get this offensive line straightened out. You know, he's got wait. Now he's got like a like a bye week, you know, a week three now when uh, when they go to Indianapolis. So it was a great game by the Chiefs, and uh, let's go. Let's go. Let's take care of the Colts. Take care of Joshua. Appreciate it, Dan. Always good to hear from you, man. Um, yeah, I was a little surprised that uh, that Herbert didn't uh, stay out there a little longer than he actually did. Or stay on the sideline longer than he did, I mean. Uh, but, yeah, what a gutsy performance from him. And uh, good calls this segment, everybody. we got to take a quick break so we can get back and bring you the press conferences live from Arrowhead. It's the, it's the Sports Radio 810 WHB postgame show. I am Joshua Briscoe. Beer McFly on the other side of the glass. Dylan Michaels running around and keeping us afloat in the background. It's all brought to you by CBD American Shaman. Free CBD samples every day. Again, quick tempo. And picked off at the one-yard line. That is Watson. Out in front. Steve to protect him as well. All the way for the touchdown. Unreal. An incredible play from Jalen Watson. Arrowhead was electric. So it's our electric play of the game brought to you by Bickamer Electric. From small jobs to big jobs, the Bickamer team knows how to take care of your commercial and residential electric needs. Bickamer Electric. The electrician, Jalen Watson, at the podium right now, live from Arrowhead. In the end zone. That's why everyone seen me just standing there. But it's a um, moment I'll never forget. Can you go over your Yeah, just a very resilient person. Um, always been working for what I had. I was never given anything, and I I think that gave me an edge on the football field as well. So I just try to um, carry that edge, show some hunger, show some anger on the football field, and let it out on the opponents. Monday morning. It's really, um, in this game of football, injuries happen. So everyone works hard. That's why it's so important to have a deep roster. And um, this year, fortunately, we have great draft picks. And I've just been working my butt off. And if a time came where someone went down, I was going to be ready and prepared. And that's what happened. Um, yeah, he's a big receiver, big body receiver. Um, if the ball is in the vicinity, he's going to catch it. Um, him and Justin have a great connection, but it's fun. It's, it's great competition. I look forward to playing them again. Jalen, how much, how much family did you have here? Did your boss at Wendy's uh, show up here? Your mom? Was here tonight? Yes, my mom showed up, not my boss at Wendy's. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, I had I had about 10 people come to the game, so it was a great game for them to come to. You've talked before about your mom's support of you and how much that meant, especially during that time. I mean, is that something that comes to mind again on a night like this that's special in your life? 
Yeah, I, I mean, every time I step on the field, I'm just super thankful, super blessed to even be in this position that the um, Chiefs took a shot on me, and I'm super appreciative of that. So I try to take advantage of every opportunity I'm given. You mentioned that you ran, ran away with the pick, and you kind of stopped the end zone and just looked up, and I imagine that, that was quite a sight. What's going through your mind as you're looking at all these fans? I don't know. I don't even remember what happened at the moment. It's... It was just all so surreal. I was just super thankful. When you get that ball, Whoa. Right? <laughs> pretty much the only person who's going to attack you is the quarterback, right? Yep. So take us through the actual run back part of it, and what it, you don't want to get tackled by the quarterback, obviously. Right? Yeah, we have a rule. DBs, you can never get tackled by the quarterback. So that was my first job, making a move on him, then just trying to race to the end zone. How did it feel like? Jeff Bezos in the building, all the guys at the Amazon game, Paul Rudd, and Eric Turner. There's a million stars, but you kind of stole the show tonight. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it, was a, it was a great feeling, man. I'm just, like I said, again and again and again, I'm just thankful. Yeah, have you looked at your cell phone yet? I'm just wondering if there's any, any It's in my pocket, and it won't stop going off, actually. Yeah, what was that? Talk about your resiliency. Were you going to go to SC from Ventura College? Yeah, I was. Um, it was a great problem. Couldn't get in because my um, classes weren't transferable there. What prepared you, or what do you feel like prepared you most to perform this well this early in the season? I'm being in shape. I, I really and truly feel like we worked the hardest out of anybody. And um, we have a plethora of receivers, different kind of receivers. So I didn't guard it. Many types of different receivers that give you different work from Sky to Juju to MVS to even Trav. So coaches did a great job preparing us, and I feel like if I could hold my own against some of my teammates, I could hold my own against anybody. What did it feel like, it feel like just like going to bed last night and getting up today, knowing this, this was going to be in front of you against this quarterback on this stage? I mean, how did you process that, and what sort of emotion was that for you to handle? I woke up knowing I was going to get a pick, honestly. Um, I just knew, being a seventh rounder, having my first start, I was going to get tested a lot and early. And um, I just felt I was going to get one a day, and that's what happened. So when it came, it was just like no surprise, huh? You were just there. No, I was surprised. <laughs> but I, <laughs> I still knew I was going to get one, but I was super surprised when it happened. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, yep. Thank you all. Good stuff there from Jalen Watson. Again, the story of um, him working with his mom at Wendy's to try to figure out what where life was going as he was trying to continue looking for a place to, to continue his football career. And now in the home opener Arrowhead this year, he uh, he steps in front of a pass, houses it, and uh, and also has a pretty nice post-game press conference there. That's, uh, that's good stuff from the rookie. The seventh-round pick, who I think Andy reads them then along these lines, just earlier this week when he was asked about the fact that Watson was going to have to start this game, said, look, that, that, number, that number doesn't matter anymore. And I, I get it. On the field, it doesn't matter anymore. But he even knows. Hey, I, he, he felt like he was going to get a pick coming into this game because he knew he was going to get tested. He knew he was going to be the guy that was targeted. And uh, he was ready for the moment when it was there. The preparation, the, the resiliency, and the storyline, but the, the preparation of going up against some incredible pass catchers here in Kansas City over the course of training camp. Just a a ridiculously unlikely and excellent story. 
you can extend this throughout the cornerback group, by the way, um, from Brett Veach on the on the, uh, the talent evaluation front and his entire crew to Steve Spagnuolo and Dave Merritt in terms of the coaching staff getting as much as they do out of these corners. I, I don't know if they're finding them, if they are hunting down their perfect specimens, if they're stumbling upon treasure troves, if they're just developing everybody, and maybe I could have more fluid hips if Steve Spagnuolo and Dave Merritt were coaching me. I... I think it's a combination of all those things, to be honest. I think it is the talent evaluation, the acquisition, and the development. But that is a tremendously unlikely thing the Chiefs have done to find value from Charvarius Ward in a training camp cut-down trade through Legereus Sneed, through Rashad Fenton, through now Jalen Watson. I mean, he, he is in that conversation immediately because of the, the performance he had tonight, which is really good all around, I, I would I would assume, uh, on first watch. But the moment, of course, just outrageous. We will uh, continue to wait here to see who's up next at Arrowhead. We'll either take a few more calls or uh, continue to bring you press conferences. Uh, I believe, Beards, the, uh, the, the we also are going to have some stuff from the locker room, and we'll, we'll see what we sort through over the course of this show here tonight. Um, but it sounds like uh, Chris Jones and uh, Patrick Mahomes, of course, in addition to Andy Reid, should be the rundown. That's what Lebo said, right, Beards? All right. Well, Todd Lebo, our man on the scene, he was in the locker room and uh, already a lot of action going on there at Arrowhead. So... If you're on hold now, uh, hang tight and we will um, we'll find out. But it sounds like we might have time to go ahead and take these calls uh, based off of the intel we've gotten from Mr. Lebo. So we'll see if we can uh, clear out the phone boards here before we return to Arrowhead for more press conferences. And Jared is up next. Jared, appreciate your holding. What's going on? Hey, man. Chiefs stand out here in Colorado. Love you on the podcast. Chiefs only play weird games. Today was the Watsons game. Um, big things tonight. At 17-7, I'm not going to lie, I had nightmares of the Bills game, the Titans game. I don't know if it's the sodas I've had tonight, but this team feels hungrier. They feel like they got some sort of fight in them that last year I just didn't see. Big stat from tonight, Patrick LeVon Mahomes moves to 22-3 and in division games. I'll hang up and listen on the radio. Woo! Jared, appreciate you. Only weird games brought great joy to my heart. Thank you, sir. Uh, 22 and three in divisional games. Uh, that'll play, I believe, is what they say. I believe that will, in fact, play. Appreciate that, Jared. Uh, next up, we got Brady. Brady, you're on Sports Radio 810. Hey, Josh. Uh, big fan of y'all's show, and, and thanks for providing great coverage of the game. But I know you kind of alluded to it a little bit earlier in the show. Uh, with talking about uh, the Chiefs L line and the, and the Chargers defensive line, mm-hmm. uh, I think our, our offensive line is still pretty good. But I think you know, in the first half, kind of like you or or Beards or someone else was saying that obviously that they may have they clearly struggled a little bit. Did you chalk that up to maybe more like oh, just a little rust that they still need to knock off since the Cardinals may not have been as, as great of a you know defensive front as we thought. Or do you attribute that to, like, oh, like Cleo Mack, Joey Bosa, and the Chargers front seven is really that good? Um, I, I, I guess it could be a little bit of both, but I honestly would lean more towards the latter there because whenever you have that much talent stressing that line in so many places, now you're tr- suddenly trying to help out your tackles. It's harder to help out your interior. And um, as we briefly you know, went over earlier, there was, a, there was a couple of reps. There was one where you saw Creed Humphrey just get like crossed up. I, I don't know if I've ever seen Joe Tooney on his belly, and that happened at least once tonight. So I, I just kind of think from left to right, man, they – 
the, the Chargers were able to stress out that offensive line at like every single point. Um, uh, Trey Smith obviously out there pretty freshly banged up just uh, from last Sunday. So yeah, I, I, I would have to give the majority of the credit to what the Chargers were able to accomplish there while also saying that I do think there's a world in which this offensive line performs better the next time. Yeah, and that's, that's what I think too. And I think that the next time we play the Chargers that, you know, hopefully like I, I think I've seen some people on Twitter kind of react and be like, ah, oh, the Chiefs may have played like a, like a C-plus or like B-minus game tonight or something like that and still came out with wins. So I'm thinking like, hey, if that's what the consensus of what some other Chiefs fans are thinking, like yeah. next time we roll into SoFi, like the, the offense will be more ready to go to handle, to handle this pass rush. Yeah, I think you're right, man, I, and I appreciate the call. Thank you for uh, for listening and, and calling in tonight. Um, because, yeah, I, I do think that there's an evolution there that, that can be had as the offense continues to gel. You had at least one miscommunication, uh, but it wasn't Mahomes and MVS or Juju, one of the new guys. It, it was Mahomes and Kelsey. Uh, and we haven't mentioned this. It sounds like I haven't obviously heard any of the audio yet, but it sounded like uh, Brandon Staley might have been a, a little bit, uh, a, a little a little spicy in the uh, in the postgame presser. The, the Chargers had had some uh, some penalties go the Chiefs way if that makes sense um, where like the one the, specifically the, the defensive uh, interference or whatever it wasn't it wasn't pass interference it wasn't a holding it was illegal contact I think downfield without the scantling um, had his arm around I think it might have been Samuel but I'm, I'm not sure don't quote me on that part uh, but MVS was out there and kind of jostling and that ended up being a flag on the Chargers and it kept that drive alive a couple of picks that were very close to happening a couple of picks that were caught that were undone by penalties that I think were largely well called ones but there's there was just a lot of that sort of mess tonight and I think that goes back to something we mentioned near the top of the show you have a short week right out of the gate in this season against a team that I really fully think we should consider to be one of the peers of the Chiefs, not not an inferior squad that they're gonna they're supposed to thump. If they have this exact game against the Raiders or frankly even the Broncos, and certainly if they have this exact game against the, you know, Seahawks in December, uh, it's gonna all feel a little bit different. Week two, short week against a football team that I really do think highly of. I'm not I'm not too down on any of that. You are listening to the Sports Radio 810 WHB post-game show uh, here on Sports Radio 810 WHB Kansas City. Joshua Briscoe, Beers McFly, Dylan Michaels, all making the show happen for you here tonight. All brought to you by CBD American Shaman. When Kansas City scores, you score big at your local CBD American Shaman. Their score is your percent off. They put up 27 tonight, so you get 27% off all day tomorrow on orders of $100 or more at CBD American Shaman, where life is better with the feather. We'll return to press conferences in a little bit, but still um, some uh, some time here to return to the phones. Next up, we have Heath. Heath, you're on Sports Radio 810. You got Heath? Awesome. Hey, guys. Hey, sorry. It's been a long day of traveling. I just want to let you guys know, I, I woke up at 3.30 this morning from KC, had to go to Atlanta, here to Columbus for work. Last second uh, business decision from my uh, upper up. Um, I could not find Prime anywhere on the street. Nobody would find it for me. And so I made sure I got back to my hotel, watched it, and I have a couple of takeaways. One, I thought the opening series for the Chiefs was genius. Okay? I know we didn't come away with points, but I thought that was Andy Reid kind of setting up for the rest of the game. They knew they were coming in hot. That was the best running game I've seen from an opening drive for a while. 
Um, two, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie to you guys. If you, I, I know you guys all follow Twitter, but me and everybody was up on in the second quarter. They were all done with it. Yeah. And by the end of it, oh my god! Like Patrick Mahomes is a difference maker, and it doesn't matter. Our defense have has playmakers, and I'm just I'm so happy. I, I've been hearing you guys because I couldn't find crime anywhere at a bar here in Columbus, Ohio. Um, so I actually watched it online on my computer, like a uh, door here in my hotel. <laughs> all night, and you guys are doing a hell of a job. Sorry, I just wanted to call in and say, go Chief. This has been awesome, awesome time. I have a long week uh, with work going ahead, but I live in my right now. Well, Heath, uh, if you can, why don't you stay on hold here for a second so you can get uh, your info from Beards? Because you've had a long day. You've really gone on the hero's journey to keep uh, football on your screen. I'd like to send you a little something uh, as our caller of the game. I feel like if you come through with the receipts for your round-trip experience, uh, that means you are the winner for our Greengrass Cattle Company caller of the game, brought to you by Greengrass Cattle Company. I want to reward you. So you know you got an incredible steak that's going to be there for you whenever you get back to Casey. Maybe not right away. You can figure out the timing and everything. Beards will get your info in just a second. So stay on the line there, Heath. Again, brought to you by Greengrass Cattle Co. Uh, if you are not the caller of the day and you're thinking, that sounds pretty delicious, well, you'd be right. Visit their store in Weston, Missouri, off 45 Highway, less than a mile from their ranch, or order online at greengrasscattleco.com, and they'll deliver right to your door. Uh, they do incredible work. The quality uh, at that place is unbelievable. The, the care that goes into every single part of that process, I was incredibly impressed by whenever I had a chance to talk to Tim, uh, one of the folks there at Greengrass Cattle Company. The, again, just the, the care, the quality um, that goes into every step of that process. It comes through in the meat. It comes through in the process process and I think you'll be just as impressed as I am if you go give them a go give them a look again greengrasscattleco.com to uh, to check them out it's really good stuff delicious and also a process you can really get behind let's take uh, let's take another call here I think beards I need to get sorry everybody everybody needs a, we need a, we need a holding pattern one more call I uh, I think that we might be in Chris Jones territory no we're good okay great well then that means Sean is up next Sean appreciate you waiting on hold my friend what's up yo how you doing guys great good. one for the Chiefs tonight um I just want to say, um, how happy can we be with a, I want to say, an 80% rookie defense playing mm. in the National Football League? These guys look good tonight. Um, I know in the beginning it didn't look so good. The Chargers, they uh, drove the ball down efficiently. But down the stretch, these guys stepped up. They really stepped up. We have a good core in defense. Offensively, um, we were so-and-so, but down the stretch, Mahomes made plays and sealed the deal. But, hey, we got to give the hats off to this defense. This defense is good. We had, uh, uh, what do you call it, um, McDuffie was out. We had Watson's. Uh, stepping in, and they they did an absolute job. We yeah. we have to give hats off to this defense. This defense is looking good for a bunch of rookies flying around making plays. Herbert in the second half didn't look like Herbert in the first half, and it, it this is a good sign. 
Sean, I agree, with, I agree with you 100%. I apologize to cut you off, but I want to give the props to the defense. No better way to do that than by hearing from Chris Jones live from Arrowhead. Sean, appreciate the call. Here's Chris Jones. Um, those are hard to come by, 99 yards. So, damn, damn. Damn, I didn't know it was 99. Man, that's impressive. Did you feel it turned the game a little too with them knocking on the door like that? Yeah, it was a big play. Um, I think that was in the goal, uh, in the red zone. And for that to happen, and, you know, that changed the whole dynamic of the game. Beards. Said that they felt you were the, a better conditioned team. I don't know if that's if you felt that same way in the trenches. And, um, if that's the case, how did it sort of help you uh, maybe in the, year, in the second half? I think um, it all goes back to training camp. I mean, the way we practice, how we practice, mm-hmm. the conditioning work, um, the amount of plays, it's accumulation of training camp, the grind. And uh, when you go through the season in games like this, it, it, it's easy. It's easy. It's very easy. The way Coach Reed does things, um, it makes it easier for us during the season. So a game like this, we've, we've had back-to-back days like this in training camp. So, you know, when you take that, take that in hindsight, I mean, um, that's what it's all about. Chris, two sacks today. Just overall, assess your personal performance. How you're able to affect Justin Herbert out there. Um, defensive line, man. Defensive line. Defense playing lights out. The back end, stand over the top of guys, playing man tight coverage. Um, the defensive line framed me up to get one on ones, and uh, that's what I'm here for to win my one on one matchups. Because last week you gave the defense a C plus against the Cardinals, but four days later, five days later, what do you what kind of grade to give your, your effort today? A B minus. We can still be better, you know? What was it like battling Zion? It was okay. Oh, you like the swagger. This is what I do. This is, listen, this is what I do. Hey, listen, I, <laughs> I was headed to Miami right after this, uh, if the body is right. So, listen, I'm ready to get off. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Another time. You guys, since later in the game, you guys, the Chargers close to, to their own end zone, and it seemed like at that point, you guys were really feeding off the, the crowd noise, and I know that you like to really interact with the fans. Just how much really energy were you getting uh, off the crowd at that point? I mean, Arrowhead Stadium, one of the best stadium. We got the best fans. Um, anytime we play in this stadium, we know it's a standard that we have to play to. Um, and the fans going crazy. It gives us that extra energy that we need to dig deeper to make a play in those critical situations. So I love you, Chiefs Kingdom. With the, with the second half adjustments, you know, what to you was kind of the, the big shift? Was there any point in the momentum or any adjustments you made in the second half that you felt like kind of turned the switch a little bit? I can't tell you the adjustments, but um, I can say we all just came together. We didn't point fingers. Uh, we knew we was going to face adversity along the way. Uh, we built a little character along the way, and um, we was able to win the game. Y'all take care. Fun stuff there. Good energy going on with Chris Jones there live from Arrowhead. Um, also, Beards told me, read, read me a comment. I didn't mention this on the show yet today. I have I have aired in this. I'm sorry. It's week two for us. They're still working out the kinks here for our side, too. Um, you can watch the show if you want to uh, watch and listen from any streaming platform that, that 
suits your needs, uh, you can watch the show live on the Sports Radio 810 WHB Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. We're in all of those spots with, with native streams in each of those places. So whatever app you prefer, whatever site you like, any of those, you can watch the show uh, if you want to uh, to enjoy postgame that way. You can see what Beards and I look like. You can uh, you can, you can can kick your feet up and, and listen however you see fit. Um, but, but as Chris Jones started, I took first, the first thing I did was like, I, look, I'm, I'm, I'm fighting through it right now. I've been flimmy for a while. I'm just, I'm, I'm a warrior. I don't need extra credit. I'm just, a, I'm just playing through the pain. I got some nice warm uh, peppermint tea here to try to, to try to keep these, this instrument of mine sounding, sounding choice. And uh, I took a big slurp when uh, when Chris Jones was talking, and I thought I maybe heard it in my own headset. For whatever reason, I just thought I would try to address beards without hitting the button that makes me talk directly to beards. So I just went beards, which you all heard because my mic was still on. Stuff happens; it's fine. It, beards just didn't get my mic off with uh, a lot of moving parts or whatever. But it led to this comment from you. Who left this comment, beards? Uh, this was Body Beats. B O D H I Beats uh, said, "Wow, the way you whispered beards in my ear was kind of nice, Josh." Now, I do need you to mark you reading that for the cuts tomorrow on The Zone. <laughs> we need to take a break. Uh, it's been a fun show so far. We've got a few people on hold on the phones uh, if you want to try to, uh, to to chime in. We're going to try to keep it fast-paced today, try not to leave anybody on hold for too long, but keep it moving because it's late. We all got a we all got a pillow to land on, but everybody's got too much energy right now. I know that to be true. I certainly do. If you were uh, drowsy at the beginning of the game, you cannot possibly be drowsy now because what an effort there! Chiefs twenty seven, Chargers twenty four. We'll keep talking about it here on the Sports Radio eight ten WHB post game show on the other side of our quick timeout. It's all brought to you by CBD American Shaman. Free CBD samples every day. Third and ten. This time they send an extra man. Mahomes gets away to the end zone. Caught. Watson. Touchdown. He beats Jackson, and this is the guy who comes into the game because Hardman came out of the game on that play. Down ten points on third and ten. An absolute javelin thrown about 40 yards downfield from Patrick Mahomes to Justin Watson. An incredible play and our sweet play of the game brought to you by Andy's Frozen Custard. Stop by Andy's and grab a Key Lime Concrete or a James Brownie Funky Jackhammer after the game or anytime. And don't forget Andy's anywhere, anytime for your freezer or next tailgate. Truly was the Watson game between Jalen and Justin, each scoring touchdowns. Uh, pretty uh, excellent effort all around from Team Watson as Team Mahomes and Co. get the 27-24 victory over the Chargers. Again, we would be talking about a lot of things very differently. The Asante Samuel near pick that it seemed like there's like a growing consensus that maybe it was picked. And watching it live and on the replay, I. He bobbled it and it hit the ground. I, I just don't think you get rewarded for that very often. If, if you wanted to really make an argument, like frame by frame, maybe he got he had control enough, I, I guess. But it it didn't seem like a catch to me. I, I, don't, I don't feel like I'm like a ref homer or anything. I feel like I usually try to call those pretty, uh, pretty straight, but we'll see. Um, you know, we, can, we can review the film and all of that. Uh, but there was a, a tweet during the break that I saw from Timo Riske of, uh, of PFF. A bit of talking point. Mahomes, uh, spoiler alert, might 
allude to something funny later on. This is not a, a PFF-specific thing. This is a good take from Timo. Uh, he tweeted, basically two plays decided the game. Justin Watson, a four-year special teamer for the Bucks, beating one of the best corners in the game for a touchdown on third and ten, which you just heard. And the pick six when the Chargers went tempo with a gassed tight end. I would add just that uh, when they went tempo, it was a pick six from the 243rd overall pick in the 2022 NFL Draft. That was who housed that one. And the, the dropped pick, the barely dropped pick, the drive before Watson caught the touchdown from Asante Samuel Jr., I only I, I find that tweet tremendous, and I mention it here because it is just a perfect example of how silly this sport is. Just how ridiculous football can be, and I love it. This game really turned, I mean, look, neither of these teams are where they are or who they are without Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert, obviously. But this game was ultimately decided. The ties were broken. The plays of the game were made with a longtime special teamer at wide receiver and a rookie in his second game who didn't start his first game, who was drafted 243 overall, making the plays of the day. What a cool sport. Uh, we will, <coughs> excuse me, we will hear from Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid in the near future here on the show. We'll also try to get a hold of our friend Matt Derrick of Chiefs Digest. He was out there asking questions live just a few minutes ago, so I don't know when he'll be available, but we'll get him in at some point here tonight. And then, of course, uh, tomorrow in the zone, uh, I'll be back to uh, to rejoin Jason Anderson. We'll also have a whole hour of Matt Derrick, and we'll bring the whole gang back together to continue to break it down on a Victory Friday for the Kansas City Chiefs. But real quick here, back to the phones, uh, Kyle and Andrew on hold. Kyle, you are up first, my friend. How's it going? Oh, man, I'm doing fantastic. Man, what a heck of a game. Uh, I was at work, so I didn't catch the whole game. I got to watch part of it. But the parts that I did see, the defense, Looks so much better than last year. This was yeah. a true test for him against the Chargers. But, man, I know the Chargers got that last-minute touchdown. I kind of figured that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the second half, throughout the second half, I saw more pressure on the quarterback than I saw last year. I saw Frank Clark, Chris Jones, uh, just getting back there. And I know they didn't get a sack on every play because it's hard to do. But the rush, I, I feel like we're getting to the quarterback more faster than I've seen last year. I could be wrong. But I think we're getting more pressure on the quarterback and Nick Bolton, William mm. Gay, the linebackers. Good night. I just uh, – just uh, can I just say uh, Nick Bolton is already a – I think is already like a Derek Johnson but better. Good night. I mean, just a heck of, And then Mahomes against a really, really tough defense. I thought he played good for the most – I think he played good for the most part for the parts I did see. Mm-hmm. He looked he, – he did not – he was not uh, – you know, last year, I think uh, last year he was – he felt like he had a rush uh, throws or, or – but it seems like he was more – I mean, more uh, – gosh, what's the word I'm trying to use? 
uh, he seemed more patient. That's mm. what I'm trying to use. Yeah. Yeah, patient. Uh, he seems more patient than last year. Because last year, I felt like he was he had to throw the deep ball every single play. But this game, he he was more patient. He was more I, – I mean, yeah, against that tough defense. Camille Mack and Joey Bosa, good night, too. Good players. Uh, but Mahomes, again – it, 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 you can't say much more than that without having a good quarter, a great quarterback, a great elite quarterback that plays against that tough of defense. You come out with a victory, and Mahomes played what how he needed to play. He didn't need to throw five touchdown passes to win this game. He what he needed to do was control the ball, which was very good. You know, not turning the ball over. From what I saw, defense playing good. That equals wins every time. You don't need to throw the ball. You don't need to throw 500 yards every time to win a game, in my opinion. Absolutely. I mean, it's cool. It's cool to see. Obviously, I mean, who doesn't love those games? Of course. But, but again, I love the. I loved how Mahomes played. Very conservative. Very and just enough to win the game, and that's all. And that's what good quarter. That's what that's the difference between good quarterbacks and great quarterbacks. Mm. So thank you for taking my call. I'm sorry that I took most of the time, but I'll no, listen off the air. You're good, right? Kyle. I appreciate it. And we did we did lose the other caller who I was about to get to next. Sort of, if you want to you know, call back in, we got you. If not, no big deal. I'm not trying to bully anybody. To you know, maybe maybe Kyle just uh, cleared the board out. You know, maybe he had all the good points. I'm good with that. Um, yeah, I was. I, I'm with you on a whole bunch of that. First of all, I just want to say maybe and maybe this started with Gary. Maybe maybe Gary being in just like a great mood really totally just changed my whole um, radar and all of this. But I expected way more um, reasonable complaints from y'all this this evening. I really did. I thought that the the ugliness of some of the earlier stuff in the game, that some of the uh, the misses here or there, were going to kind of headline uh, a couple of calls at least tonight, and that wasn't the case for anybody, which I'm cool with. Like, I I'm I'm happy to hear that the vibes are so good tonight because I think that everyone kind of has an appreciation for the fact that this game mattered and this opponent was worthy which is one of the the silver linings of respecting teams that are also getting hyped up opposite your uh, your favorite team. So I think I I just I wanted to say that kind of across the board. You guys have done good tonight. I have appreciated that. Um also specifically to the defense, man. I think the most evident thing is that they're just more talented than they were in 2021. There's just more talent. There's just more speed. There's just more push. There's more, there's more aggressiveness. Uh, to Willie Gay, it, this really depends on when you were watching and how much you were watching. You have a couple, at least two moments, where Willie Gay was shot out of a cannon and then right past the ball carrier. And you go, well, that's not great. And then you have later on him being that exact same shot out of a cannon to make the play that you need to turn that drive around defensively. That's something that just isn't, that was not in the toolbox for this team last year. And for that to be back at the forefront of this defense where you can start you can start saying some hyperbolic things. I'm not even saying wrong things. I'm just saying excited hyperbolic things about Nick Bolton and Willie Gay and the rest of the things this defense can bring to the table. It just feels different. 
The one thing that I would, um, and, and maybe again, this kind of depends on when you're uh, when you're observing and all of that. But I th- I felt like the offense against the Cardinals was an evolution that I would have loved to have seen just for the rest of time, where just every single thing was working for the Chiefs, for Mahomes, for the offense. And against the Chargers, it was harder. I mean, the, the, the offense hit a wall a couple of times because the Chargers are really good. And sometimes that happens. Sometimes you have a worthy opponent who makes your life a little more difficult, and then all you could do is try to make your comeback before the buzzer goes. And that's what the Chiefs are able to do today, which I think is the energy that so many of you have brought into the show tonight, which I, again, really appreciate and uh, and think reflects well on where this team is at, uh, maybe where this fan base is at even. I, I love that we've got just, we, we, have, we have fully tapped the keg of Justin Herbert respect and those juices are flowing. I think that's good. I think that is fun. I think this rivalry is going to be tremendous. And uh, I'm very excited to be here to continue talking about it. Right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. The show is brought to you by CBD American Shaman. Free CBD samples every day. I'm Joshua Briscoe with Beards McFly. We will hear from Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and Matt Derrick over the remainder of the show. I will try to also, that that, that, uh, phone board filled up real quick whenever I said that I was enjoying the calls. Some of you decided to go ahead and test me. Go ahead and test how much I'm enjoying all the calls tonight. Well, you've... You've been on a hot streak so far, so uh, we can uh, take a few more calls that are on the board right now before we return to audio, return to Matt Derrick, and continue to break down what the Chiefs brought to the table in their victory over the Chargers. It is simply week two. Two of the teams in the AFC West have not played yet this week. It's already guaranteed that the Chiefs will end this weekend in sole possession of first place in the AFC West. Not a bad way to kick off your weekend. First and goal. Mahomes flushed out. Can't get him. Sidearms it for a touchdown. So you think you have him and then you don't. Avoids the tackle and then just throws a sidearm fastball for the touchdown. It's just always ridiculous from Patrick Mahomes. There's no such thing as a normal Patrick Mahomes touchdown. Everything is a play of the game. That one is, in fact, our actual play of the game brought to you by Central Bank. For more, visit centralbank.net. It really was a tale of, if not two halves, several different cracks at it for uh, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, the Chiefs offense. Defensively, as we just talked about last segment, uh, a really encouraging effort all the way around where you're holding the Chargers at 24 points. Um, I'll, I'll mention again from uh, Tim E. Sowers on Twitter. The name, the display name gets me every time. Said, hey, Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, Derwin James, J.C. Jackson, arguably the best at their positions, and the Chiefs beat them. 100%. That is why I that is why I, I started the show alluding to this and we'll keep mentioning it throughout the night. It it has to be graded on a scale where look, here like I haven't I can't believe I haven't mentioned this yet. I I guess I mentioned it at some point. I haven't mentioned it in a while. Andy Reid and Brandon Staley on fourth down today were, were horrendous. I mean just a nightmare. I mean, really, really, some really atrocious decisions um, that from the Chiefs' side ended up working out because they won, and from the Chargers' side didn't work out because they lost, even though they weren't all directly correlated. So that's oversimplifying it on purpose. But 
some of the process stuff there, I, I do still... That, I think that's going to be a conversation in the zone tomorrow. It's going to be a conversation that we can have going into the rest of the week. Or next week, I suppose. But when you win the game against an opponent like this one, that's the headline. It, it, it's not Chiefs stumble en route to 27-24 victory. The, the headline is... Watson and Watson. Oh, bleep. It's Sherlock Mahomes and Watson. It took like two hours, but I finally got there. I think I saw somebody else come make that comment earlier on one of the video streams. Let me see if I can I, well, give listen, credit. Well, I, I did a Photoshop of Patrick Mahomes and Sherlock Mahomes in like 2018. I do remember that. So I have that somewhere on this computer of So mine. let me find who we need to shame for oh, stealing Oh, Matt Connor just bit. tweeted about it. He just tweeted Sherlock as in S-U-R-E-L-O-C-K. Uh, Brian's, uh, Brian Simpson on Facebook, you are charged as a thief now. Now that we've reviewed the evidence. Excommunicado! We appreciate the comment, though. Ban him! Ban him permanently for stealing a thought that I had in 2018, maybe 2019, that certainly no one had it ever before, after, or since. Anyway. Uh, we'll uh, we'll keep turning through again. Eventually, we'll bring you audio from uh, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. We've uh, brought you Chris Jones and Jalen Watson already, plus a few other things from the uh, locker room as well. But we got another full phone board. You guys have it's late. I thought I thought for sure you'd be ready for bed by now, but apparently not. Apparently, prime time, shocking, uh, stressful. Not I mean not shocking in the victorious sense, but the the way the game went, an unpredictable. Uh, electric victory for the Chiefs apparently has you guys still want to talk about the game, even though it's past some of our bedtimes here, a little after 11.30. So if you insist, we'll keep chatting. Uh, and we'll kick it off here this time with Rodney. Rodney, you're on Sports Radio 810. What's up? Yeah, how's it going? Good, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Um, I see things, I know a lot of people, you know, talked about, well, the offense didn't play well. I heard Mahomes say, you know, the offense didn't play as, you know, as, as they wanted. But, you know, I think people should look at it in these two points. The Chargers actually built that team offensively and defensively to beat the Chiefs. Mm. They do not have no, no quote-unquote slot receivers like Sky Moore and McCole Hartman. Mm. No, they got six, six, six <laughs> basketball power forwards That's right. as wide receivers. That's right. Why? Because the 80% of the league the corners are five, five, what, five, ten and shorter? Yeah, something like that. Absolutely. <laughs> and yet, we have a big, tall corner who held his own mm-hmm. for Gossage against Mike Williams. Come on now. That's like trying to guard LeBron James out there. <laughs> That you did great, but you know another thing that um, I want to put on. I'm calling out Steve Spagnola. Now I'm not believing none of this. Oh, he don't like to play his young guys, or, or no, I'm not believing that no more. Mm. Carlos had 51 snaps uh, against the Cardinals. Mm. The only I seen Watson out there, but yet I seen Stinton being switched up probably with Snead, but Watson stayed out there. Yeah. And also, on the run play, remember, we had a hard time stopping the run for the last, what, three years? Yes, three, at least, years. yeah. <laughs> and yet, you get this linebacker out of Wisconsin and Leo Chanel. Oh, he's shutting down the run. It, 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 so, my thing about it is that Steve Spagnuolo, he's, I feel like he's just making people believe 
that he don't put his young guys out there. And what he said, he threw them to the fire, and they 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 catching on quicker. Yeah. And I think they caught on quicker than he was expecting it. He's not prepared for them to catch on to the so-called difficult defense this fast and took it onto their own. And so they just grounded. This, this, we can't win like we beat the uh, the card the mm-hmm. Cardinals. Mm-hmm. So this was and this was a team that, like I said, was built to beat the Chiefs. The Chiefs had to ground out the win. And now we got to move on. Now they got a long break, which well needed. Yes. And this this is this is one of those wins that hey, you you tip your hat on. I give great credit to Justin Herbert. I, I think he got a few broken ribs. That dude is tough as hell. Yeah. But you know, I need him to be healthy because I need to. I need the Broncos and the Raiders to get another L. And <laughs> be happy. I can respect him being in the in the wild card game. But that's what I wanted to say. Rodney, I I agree with every syllable of that, my man. Appreciate you calling. Oh, that's good stuff. I yeah, seriously, every step of that. Mike Williams is built to beat the Chiefs. I I. The number of times that I, I just wrote, at one point in my notes, I just wrote, fair enough. After one of the times, I think he went over Fenton. It might have been Watson, actually. Um, but it, I just, let's see if I can find it here. Uh, yeah, here. Herbert to Williams, who just gets bigger than Watson. Fair enough. That was the that was my play charting on that play. Because, yeah, man, I don't I don't know what you do there. If you're just, you're just not built big enough to, to hang with Mike Williams, you got to find your opportunities elsewhere, and the Chiefs did that. Um, to the Spag's point, look, again, I, I think specifically with corners, he has shown, and, and he and Dave Merritt, and, and last year Sam Madison, he's in Miami now, um, he, he left whenever uh, the Mike McDaniel staff took over there. But the, the development that has happened from these guys, specifically the corners, but also, yeah, George Karloftis, Leo Chanel. In some instances, we, uh, Spags talked about that during training camp. You got to play the young guys because all you got is the young guys. You, you don't have a Ben Neiman or a Dan Sorensen. But I also do think it wasn't just about veterans. It was about guys he thought he could trust. Eventually, it took him longer than it took most of us, but eventually he figured out, hey, Dan Sorensen wasn't going to be in the right spot at the right time. He knew the scheme. He knew the defense. He just wasn't going to get there. Well, now he's got these young guys that, like Rodney said, he threw them into the fire. Spags used the phrase baptism by fire. And they, I really do think they have absolutely lit up. Uh, pun very much intended. Next up, we got Zach. Zach, what's going on, my friend? Hey, thanks for taking my call. Um, just got back from the game. The great atmosphere out there. Um, I was only listening um, probably the past 20 minutes or so. I don't know if anybody has called about, um, I heard your comment just, positive attitude and a great night for the Chiefs. My only concern and just for the long run and, you know, just looking big picture, I, I still think we struggle. The short yardage situation is still, yeah. and that's kind of been years past. That's my one big takeaway still is I, with our smaller running, and I know we have Ronald Jones, but he doesn't suit up. But yeah. I, every time we get into third and one, fourth and one, third and two, I, I almost prefer third and six, third and seven. With I get team. it. Um, every time it's third and one, I'm like, I feel like we psych ourselves out. Or even the first drive, you know, we ran a little jet sweep thing, which we were running, you know, we were going right <sighs> up the gut on them the whole first drive. Short um, side of the field, too, in Hardman. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So I just, I feel like that's, you know, and they hate to nitpick on that. That's, that could cost you a game when that, you yeah. know, that last drive we were trying to put it away. We can't get a yard. You know, we can go the length of the field, but we go shotgun on the inch yard line. Yeah. Um, just drives me nuts. I didn't know if anybody's comment on that or what your what your take on that was. So all it's not fair, but thank you. No, Zach, I appreciate it. We haven't really talked about it much because, like I said, it, it's been kind of hey, this is here's where this where things ended up working out in their favor. But no, you're 100 percent right, it, which is which is frustrating uh, because Michael Burton is like a third and one machine. <laughs> 
why? I mean, I was going to ask why he's on the roster. I know the answer is that he's a special teams like ace up Dave Tobe's sleeve, and Andy Reid likes having a fullback on the roster. But I mean, that's a place where he is begging to be used and yeah I, I kind of wonder if Ronald Jones might actually suit up at some point soon or if if Isaiah Pacheco's vision is the thing that needs to come together because he has the size to do it Pacheco is is I think bigger than than most people think the number 10 is not doing any favors there if he was wearing uh, 27 back there or honestly any number in the 20s I think he'd probably look a little bigger uh, to the to the eye on the broadcast but yeah, I not only did that frustrate me and did the, the Hardman little sweep sort of thing to the short side of the field absolutely kill me, whenever you're running the plays that are a little trickier, and look, we, we love the trick plays when they work. I mean, I'm a, I'm a hypocrite on this. I love them when they work and I hate them when they don't. I'm just telling you the truth. But whenever they don't work to the extent that that Hardman one didn't work where you lost yards on it, which again, like that, I don't... You had Travis Kelsey trying to block Joey Bosa. You had Hardman going to the short side of the field where his speed was less useful than it would have been going the other direction. Just a confusing a confusing call in that spot. But whenever you're running a play like that, now it's a loss of three or four, and instead of handing it to Burton and having him get stuffed after half a yard and getting another crack at now fourth and inches, instead you're looking at fourth and six or whatever it was after the loss. And... I mean, I am I am very much living in a, a, a four-down territory mindset pretty frequently because I think teams generally ought to go for it more than they do. And it is very frustrating to think that either either Andy Reid is not thinking in the fourth-down mindset. He's saying, hey, we just got one play and it's either going to work or not, but afterwards we're kicking. Or it just feels kind of short-sighted to go, okay, let's run this and then we'll figure out next play if there is a risk of moving backwards. Even the little underhand um, pass down by the goal line that got stuffed, that that lost a little bit of ground. When I think, well, if you just get a little offset eye and you let you run a little fullback dive, let the, let the running back run a different direction, try to take a defender with them, or just let him run behind and try to push Burton if he gets stuffed, that seems that seems useful to me. Maybe it's a screen. Maybe it's the Josh Gordon play from last year. Uh, even that Jody Fortson uh, attempt tonight was like on a rope. Instead of going up high for, for Fortson's height, Mahomes tried to just send it to him and beat the defender to the spot, and the defender beat him to the spot. So yeah, some of that short yardage stuff, I, I really do I really do get concerned by. I mean, look, there, there have been times when Derrick Henry gets stuffed at the one-yard line. It's rare, but it has happened. There is evidence of it. It's not an easy thing to convert all those, but I do think sometimes the Chiefs make it look a little harder than it needs to. So I, I think that's absolutely fair. Uh, next up, we got George. George, thanks for waiting, man. What's up? Hey, man. Uh, I just want to tell you I'm here in Los Angeles. I was at, I was at the Amazon watch party. Oh. Hollywood, Rob Riggle was there, uh, LT, Dante Hall, Jerry Rice. Oh, awesome. And uh, they, they actually did it up big, man. They gave us drink and food and uh, a lot of the Chiefs chapters were out here. I belong to the Manhattan Beach chapter. There were chapters from the, you know, uh, Inland Empire, and you know, all over. There were a lot of other fans too, Chargers fans, of course. But uh, you know, I think Amazon did a really good job. But uh, with respect to the game, um, think of it this way: the Chargers threw their best defense at us on a three-day short week, yes. and you saw how difficult it was for Patrick to get in rhythm. Yes. And the Chiefs didn't have McDuffie. They have a young secondary where our seventh-round pick 
took a 99. Mm. Can you freaking I people literally lost their minds because we understood <laughs> that that you know people were jumping up and down and, and the Chargers fans. But I will say this, and I heard the other callers say it: Herbert is a bad boy. Yes, um, I have nothing but respect for him. And we all know Bosa and Mack are good. JC is good. James is good. You saw how he body slammed Kelsey. They double teamed Kelsey all night. Mm-hmm. But guess what? They threw their best on a three-day week, and we still pulled that out. And you take the W. You learn from this. We got 10 days until our next game. I'm not for sure who we play in the third game. But um, we can heal up a bit. I know we don't have Trent. But we can definitely look at this film and go, guys, there's only one other team in the AFC that plays like this, and that's the Bills. And we got you know, one game against the Chargers at home. We defended our turf. That's the most important thing. I do think you're right. We need to get uh, inside the five running game. I don't know why we didn't go for it at the half-yard line. Maybe Andy just felt like in a short week we didn't have a play yeah. that we could just push it in with the fullback. But I wish we would have. But overall, I think it was a great win, and we'll take it, and we move on to the next game, man. Agree across the board, George. Appreciate the report. Shout out to everybody out there in L.A. Uh, holding it down for Chiefs Kingdom. That's, uh, that's good stuff. Appreciate it, George. Uh, and next up for the Chiefs, by the way, it's the Colts. A little noon game in Week 3. Uh, it's one of very few noon games for quite a long time. The Colts obviously had a tie against the Texans week one. Uh, we'll see this week how they uh, bounce back from that. They get the Jags. So they're starting with two games in the AFC South. And then after that, it does not it does not lighten up for the Chiefs. The Colts are a nice team, I think. I, I think they're going to be okay, even though that week one was tough. Then it's at the Bucks in week four, Sunday night football. Then it's the Raiders in week five. I believe that's Monday night football. It sure is. So we've got three primetime games in four weeks, starting with tonight's here in uh, in week two. Quite a stretch for the Chiefs coming up. We need to take a timeout here. I know we got a couple of crews in Jazzy J. If you guys hold on through the break, we'll get you on the other side. Um, if not, you know, we'll get you on the other side like in the future. Right? I, don't, I don't know. Um, we will still hear from Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and Matt Derrick at some point across tonight's show as well. It is the Sports Radio 810 WHB postgame show. I am Joshua Briscoe. Beards McFly on the other side of the glass. Dylan Michaels helping out production-wise as well. It's all brought to you by CBD American Shaman. When Kansas City scores, you score big at your local CBD American Shaman. Uh, our team score, that's your percent off. They scored 27 points tonight, so you get 27% off all day tomorrow on orders of $100 or more. That's at CBD American Shaman, because life is better with the feather. Snap it quickly to try to neutralize that crowd noise. Look out. Nearly a safety, but it gets out of the end zone. And Chris Jones is there. So Jones makes his biggest play of the night. And now he... he, he... Now he uh, took Justin Herbert down to the green grass. Wrangled him up. Hogtied him. Good save. That was a heck of a play there. It's brought to you by Greengrass Cattle Company. I really do work on those segues. You know, I really I thought about that one in advance. I didn't even know how that one's gonna end there with a sort of garbly call. No worries. 
take down to the green grass. You yourself should head down to the Green Grass Cattle Company. Visit them. Uh, visit their store in Western. Excuse me, Weston, Missouri. Uh, uh, Western Missouri, I guess also, you know, ish. Uh, visit their store in Weston, Missouri, off 45 Highway, less than a mile from the ranch, or order online at greengrasscattleco.com, and they'll deliver right to your door. Again, greengrasscattleco.com. They use uh, some of the absolute best. They make, they are the uh, the razors of some of the absolute best beef in the country. And uh, they also will deliver straight to your door. So you give them a call if you'd like. Not right now, probably. Around midnight on a Thursday going into Friday. Wait till business hours, I'd say. But give them a call at 816-640-4009. Or again, visit them online at greengrasscalico.com. I, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn when I say it's legitimately um, the the best beef that I've had, and I still haven't. I'm, I'm a little ashamed, but I just haven't I haven't taken a crack at it yet. I've still got a huge tomahawk in my freezer that I am uh, dying to try. But I, I keep telling you, you know where you can come cook that at. Yeah, I just I'm afraid that you're gonna have a beef tax for me. It'll be a little beef tax. <sighs> I'm not sure I'm ready to share. I'm not sure I'm ready to share my beef. Maybe we get you your own beef. And then we can cook both of them on your grill. I wouldn't hate that either. And then you and I can just be like cartoon dogs, just like sitting on the patio, just holding it by the bone, just gnawing away. Uh, if that's a dream you'd like to fulfill, uh, no better way to do that than a Greengrass Cattle Co. Again, the, the, their whole process, I've, I was tremendously impressed by, and, and you will be as well, greengrasscattleco.com. I'll take up a couple of calls here, and then Matt Derrick of Chiefs Digest will join us. But Cruz and Jazzu Jay, you guys are going to close out the caller board for us here tonight. Cruz, you're up first. Thank you for waiting on hold, my friend. Oh, yeah. No, thanks so much. Uh, real quick, on the beef topic, yeah, I almost went to go get some ribs at Gates. Uh, might be a little uh, insensitive to Herbert, but I was probably <laughs> considering it, but I did not. Um, he should anyway, get a plate named I'm after talking. him. It was a good, it was a good performance. Yeah, I, I'd buy it. I'd support him for that, for sure. Uh, no, but thank you so much for the show, Josh, and, uh, and I want to give props to your, your support team yes. behind the scenes that maybe don't get props, but thank you so much. Uh, and the podcast. I'm always going to say that every time I call in uh, time, time's ours, uh, Jen. Appreciate uh, that, man. So I'm only calling in because you put a call out to, uh, you know, a little uh, challenge of reasonable complaints. Yeah. Uh, the main one, the main one is really, I'm wondering what you think. I think it was, uh, what, four to five, maybe six minutes left in the game. We were pretty close. We knew we were in field goal range. And we decided to throw the ball Yeah. on, I believe, second down. I wasn't clear on what was going on. Like, I played Madden uh-huh. enough to where you don't do that, you know? It's like, let's just put this away. We know we're, we're, we're going to get three points. Let's just kill that clock. So Yeah, I was confused, too. That's my take. Yeah, it's a good take, Cruz. I, I appreciate that. I also appreciate the shout-out, not just for, for Time's Ours, but yes. Beers McFly on the other side of the glass, and today Dylan Michaels was thrust into the uh, the production sphere for tonight's show, and he's been doing a great job behind the scenes. So shout-outs all the way around. Appreciate you, Cruz. Um, yeah, so real quick Is here. Is he our Jalen Watson tonight? Dylan? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. No question in my mind. He might be, he might be both of our Watsons. I don't know who that makes us, but yeah, I'm I'm comfortable giving Dylan that honor. Uh, yeah, it was um, uh, trying to get the timing all right here when there was the pass. Yes, on I believe it was on second down. Maybe it's in this drive here and um, in range. I, I I can't find the exact uh, play, but I'm with you. Yeah, it was. I believe it was the attempt to uh, to MVS. 
And yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, I will I will say uh, with all of the proper context that I could ever offer that I believe that Andy Reid is not just an excellent head football coach. I believe he's one of the best to ever do it. And I also do not know that I would trust him to set my alarm in the morning because sometimes around the clocks, he makes some decisions that I have my questions about. Clocks, fourth downs, it's the only place that I really feel like there is much need to question Andy Reid. And it is the only place I think that I feel comfortable um, publicly doubting Andy Reid in terms of like, hey man, I'm not sure that makes sense. And I don't, I don't know how to make a locker room of, now that the, the practice squad's there and you're counting coaches and stuff, an organization of 80 or 90 people at, le- at minimum. Like, how to get them all on the same page for an organization rowing in the same direction over decades. There is a ton of Andy Reid's job that I wouldn't even know where to begin. Which is why some of the little clock management stuff some of the fourth down stuff is so frustrating because I'm an idiot and I know better. And he's a great, he's a Hall of Fame football coach. Someone's like, hey man, I don't just, just hand that one off. I don't know. I, don't know. Um, I think that is absolutely a fair note from Cruz and I appreciate the reasonable criticism. I think that is well within your right. Uh, next up here, we got Jazu J. Jazu J, uh, close us down here for the calls for tonight. I will. I just feel bad closing on a negative note, but. I wasn't that impressed with the Chiefs' win tonight. I'll be honest with you. I think there was a lot of questionable game planning to start this game off. Um, and, and so it, it's hard for me. There was also a questionable, uh, some questionable decisions as it related to, I hate to say, clock management yep. right before halftime. You're right. Um, and, and, you know, the Chargers are what I call the diet bills. The bills would have... <laughs> crushed the Kansas City Chiefs at home tonight. Mm. No one wants to admit that. But the bottom line is the Bills have a quarterback that is far greater than Justin Herbert, mm. uh, can run, can do all those things. And, and so I sincerely hope the Chiefs come out with a much better game plan when they play the Bills because the Chargers, like I said, the, listen, Justin Herbert, let me give you some stats here. His quarterback rating was under a 64. He had 334 yards but 75 of those came on the garbage time in the last five minutes where mm-hmm. he was dishing it to Eckler. You know, and, and so I don't know how the Chargers did it, but they found Phillip Rivers Jr. and Justin Herbert hmm. because that's about as good as he is. He's the guy that gets dumpster yards, needs his receivers to make miracle catches, and just pads his stats, but will always find a magical way to fall apart at the end. So why Justin Herbert... Everyone's putting him in the category of Mahomes and the, the elites. He's nothing more than a Philip Rivers right now until proven otherwise. And, and you hear on Twitter, Josh, I know you're out there on Twitter too, and you see this too. How much help does Mahomes need? Let me ask Chargers fans this. How much help does Justin Herbert need? And so I'll leave it at that. Uh, I'm glad the Chiefs beat the Diet Buffalo Bills and Philip Rivers Jr. tonight. And all is not the air. Love the show. Jay, I appreciate you, man. Thank you for that. Um, and I look I, again. I we can we can have that was a more like a foreboding sort of exit. It wasn't just complaining about something. So I think you know it was like the the the, the wise warning at the end. Um, so I, I think that works. By the way, you're listening to Sports Radio 810 WHB Kansas City. I got a beard. I got it before the one minute buzzer went out. Uh, also, Dylan, if you're if you're going uh, as our Watson tonight, Dylan Michaels, appreciate the uh, the effort. Thank you for stepping in in the uh, in the in the pinch we were in tonight. 
Um, I think I think the question of do the Bills beat the Chiefs tonight is fascinating. I like that question a lot. I am going to be more bullish on Justin Herbert than calling him uh, uh, baby Philip Rivers. I I think that he is. Um, less chaotic than that. And also tonight he was out here doing it without Keenan Allen. Uh, I I would not say that his pantry was necessarily overflowing with all of the talent in terms of the pass catchers. Now the rest of that roster defensively is exceptional, but that's something you can have the luxury of doing whenever you got a quarterback on a contract. If you want to be a little bit of a skeptic on what Herbert will turn into, you say, hey, show me. That's fine. I'm good with that. Um, And frankly, I think Herbert will continue to show that, that he does belong in that conversation uh, with the with the top five sort of guys uh, in the league at any given point. But he's got to prove it as he goes. I'm I'm that doesn't really bother me. I, I think I'm more bullish on him than uh, than Jay probably is, and maybe I'm less bullish on him than somebody else in the world you could find. That's uh, that's fine by me. But yeah, I I would say certainly if this if the ball bounces a couple different ways a couple different times, the narratives all change here. If a pick gets gets caught or there's not a penalty called on a on what a would be interception, now Mahomes is uh, is choking in the, in the big moment. You know that that is the the knife's edge that all of this sits on. Ultimately, I do think the result has to matter at least a little bit because they did make enough happen to be able to still deal with all these problems in sole possession of the AFC West, which is the thing that makes all that's the spoonful of sugar, if you will, that, that makes the other issues go down a little bit, uh, a little smoother. The, the other thing that I don't I don't know if this is um, excuse making or if my logic is sound, but I am a little more willing. I wasn't it wasn't so much in real time. So this is with the wisdom of the last few hours of postgame. I'm a little more willing to excuse a not-my-favorite first 15 from Andy Reid on a short week against a divisional opponent. I would hope that it would it will not look quite that constipated again the next time these teams face off or the next time there's a game where they really need to bring their A game immediately. They were a well-oiled machine, a killing machine against the Cardinals. Tonight, it, it was a sputtering start. There were clock and fourth down uh, issues that left me either scratching my head or screaming to the sky, depending on which one it was. And yet, I, I still leave with a decent amount of optimism, but I think that is mostly a reflection of what I do believe about Herbert and the Chargers. And, and I think Jay makes an interesting point. Again, if that's the Bills, is it different? But I think the Chargers are at least the best team that the Chiefs are going to end up going up against until they face Buffalo, and they get the Buccaneers in the meantime. It'll be another great measurement there, though. Uh, Primetime Sunday Night Football, then uh, the Bills two weeks later. So we're going to get plenty of data points on these Kansas City Chiefs. I'm curious to hear what Matt Derrick took away from it all. Matt, I want to warn you on the front end here. Really, the uh, the vibe of the phone calls tonight has been overwhelmingly positive, which, frankly, I think Jay made some perfectly fair points. I expected to be a lot more of that. Uh, so uh, where was your where was your feeling uh, going through the first half? What changed in the second? And, and what do you think the story of that game really is? Uh, this game was a roller coaster of emotions. Yeah, it sure was. Um, yeah, I, I think that we're, we're, uh, some fans were probably getting ready to throw those towels that they gave out today uh, onto the field at halftime. <laughs> uh, but luckily, I didn't see any of them come flying out. But, um, you know, I, there's clearly 
some things change in the second half. I mean, this the the, the, the offense will tell you, Patrick Mahomes will tell you, and Chris Jones will tell you, a lot of the players will tell you. This is the first half was not their best half of football, and they they still managed to get out of that first half, um, just down ten to seven. But it was the the second half of the third quarter where once again this team you know put the hammer down, as Mitch Holtis would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is the same conversation that we had after the Arizona game last week was that last year in the second half sometimes this team. Uh, didn't make the best adjustments. Sometimes it was the other team that made the halftime adjustments and, and got back, in, back into the games in the third quarter. But um, so far, I mean, we're two games in now, and, and the Chiefs have been the second-half team. They've been a third-quarter team. Uh, that's a good sign to me that, that this team is resilient and is able to make those adjustments. And I think you saw them especially in the trenches. The offensive line was better in the second half. That allowed the passing game to open up, allowed the run game to open up. And defensively, they were finally able to get some pressure on, on Justin Herbert. And, and certainly the Chargers had some losses on that offensive line that played into it. But I think that was a big part of this game was, was certainly the adjustments that the Chiefs made on the offensive and defensive lines in the second half. Uh, who, who gets the game ball in your book? I think there's a lot, a handful that you could, you know, hand around. Uh, you know, hey, give one to the rookie, Jalen Watson, for making a play when, when as like Eric Bieniemy would say, when your number's called, you got to make the play. Ball came his direction and he made the play. Um, but I, I, I have a hard time giving it to anybody other than Chris Jones. Um, mm. it, was a, it was a command performance for, for Chris, especially in the second half. Um, that the one sack that he was the first one he was credited with with for Justin Herbert will be the softest, easiest sack of <laughs> Chris Jones's career because the quarterback went to the ground himself and, and Chris just happened to be the first guy that touched him. Um, the second one was well earned. Um, he got his hands on a ball. Uh, I mean, that second half, Chris Jones was a beast, and, and that defensive line certainly seemed to be feeding off of him. And I think that was a big part of the turnaround in the second half, so I'll give it to Chris Jones. Did you learn anything new from this game? I mean, we have such a, a different a, a different pair of games to juxtapose now with what we know about the Chiefs. When the, with the blowout against the Cardinals, who I just don't think are very good right now, if I had to guess, with a little more information now. Uh, and then this game against the Chargers, who I do think are pretty good, even though they, they almost chargered it away against the Raiders. And, and maybe, I don't know, I, I don't know the measuring stick that we're using in these two teams. But, but now that you have two games of, of a sample size, what, what, what was added to the picture for you today? Yeah, I mean, I, I want to try to avoid the, the sweeping generalizations, although they make great radio. Uh-huh. Uh, but I'm, I'm trying to steer away from it because it's a Thursday night game. I mean, these, these games are weird. I, they, don't, they don't exist in normal football level because, I mean, the, the, the short rest just takes so much out of these games. And I, and I will just get off my soapbox for a moment to say that I hate Thursday night football. And I don't blame Amazon Prime, but I, I could do without these games yeah. because it's almost always bad football. This was an entertaining game, at least. It was close, all these things. But it wasn't necessarily high-quality football. I think both these teams are going to put a better, on a better show later in the season when they've got some real rest. But that aside, um, I mean, I, I, I think we're learning a couple of things. We've got a couple of pieces to this, this puzzle now about this team, and one of them is that this rookie class is going to make an impact. I mean, the Chiefs seem to have another rookie class that's going to make an impact for them. And obviously, we saw last year's rookies making impacts again tonight. You know, Willie Gay was you know the leading tackler, although he might have led the team in missed tackles too. I'm not <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll, we'll see how he gets graded out there. 
Um, but, I mean, I, I think you're seeing two really good draft classes that are really helping out this team. Um, and, and I think you're seeing them start to come together. And, that, you know, that second half was a good example. I mean, the offense, um, I, I thought, really executed better. And if that's an indication of, you know, Mahomes talking about the fact that this was a tough game plan this week with so many new faces and mm-hmm. not having a bank of material that you can pull upon and having to put together a, a fresh game plan with new faces was tough. I mean, I think that's a good indication that if this offense is where it's at after two games with all these new people, that's a good you know sign for the for the down the road. I think. Uh, what about the defense? How how impressed were you by the overall performance? How much do you give them credit for? Uh, how much of it? I mean, you mentioned you know the the banged up nature of the of the Chargers line. You've already given the game ball to Chris Jones, but in that unit altogether. Two games in, and I'll, I'll show my hand to say that they continue to look more cohesive than I expected them to be, um, even when I was buying the idea of, hey, just be fast, be physical, be be younger. I was already excited about that, but I, I expected them to have some uncomfortable moments, and so far they've, they've, held, they've held serve. They haven't broken yet. I mean, yeah. we can really say that. I mean, you know, there hasn't been a stretch where, you know, that you could say the, the defense has played poorly. I mean, they gave up only, only gave up 10 points in the first half, and that was a game that could have gotten away from them quite easily. And I think that they, they kept it from getting that way, even though I don't think that the defense played. I think, I, honestly, I think the defense played better in the second half when they gave up 14 points than they did in the first half when they gave up 10. Mm. Um, but, you know, I, I think you're you, and the fact that, that, that Steve Spagnuolo has a defense that's gelling this quick, quick in the season is another pretty good indication. Um, to me, it, I, it certainly, especially if you look at last year and the way that this team started off, uh, you know, and, and losing that game to the Chargers in Week 2 and the way that they did it, I mean, it's a 180 to this year. And last year, you know, that loss kind of led to, you know, them stumbling a few more times early in the season. And, you know, they start out the season 2-2. Two and two. Now, suddenly, sitting at 2-0, and oh, I mean, there were some people who you conjectured that maybe this team starts out 1-3 and three and has been mm-hmm. a really bad start the first quarter of the season. They're not going to be there now. You know, after four weeks, they're going to be at least 500, and I think they're going to be better than that. So with that being said, now everybody else in the AFC West has at least one loss. Um, they'll have exactly one loss. They will all have at least one loss by the end of this week. But now one week plus one game in the books. The Chiefs are 2-0 and at the top of the AFC West. Will they at any point this season not be at the top of those standings, at least in a tie? Ooh, um, where they are now is a great spot to be. Uh, it's possible, but I tell you what, I, I right now I would put my money that they will not fall out of first place. Might be in fall into a tie, but I think they I think they stay up on top because I think they're going to be a pretty good team. And I I don't know. I mean, the, the, obviously the next couple of weeks are going to be pretty telling. We'll see where they are, especially if they're still in first place by week seven. Nobody's catching them. Yeah. Uh, well, so then offensively, to kind of go back to a couple of the things that. I, you know, I think all of this is going to mesh together from how much you're going to take from a short week, early season, and all of that. Um, it it was a weird game where I felt like there was this isn't all true, but it felt felt like against the Cardinals, they were just running the offense and bleep just worked. Like it just it was just chugging along. 
in this game, it felt like you were gasping for air, and then eventually Patrick <laughs> Mahomes found a breath, did something just an absolute lunacy, uh, and then made something happen, and, and the ball kept moving. Um, there was moments of the offense working again, but it was a, it was a very um, a more disjointed effort, I suppose, a less consistent one maybe than Week One. How do you navigate that? Um, and whatever you can't chalk up to just being on the short week. Um, what what was what was interesting to you about how they started, how they adjusted, and what we saw all together? I love that metaphor, by the way. I mean, I think it's completely appropriate uh, because it was kind of like that. You you saw that the Chiefs were just kind of you know floating along there, head under the water, and all of a sudden Mahomes pops up and throws, <gasps> a, side, yeah. throws a sidearm pass and goes LOL Mahomes. And, <laughs> right, and there there it is. Uh, but you know, I mean, that's kind of I mean this. I mean, honestly, look at the numbers, and I would say there's a pretty good chance this could be one of the worst games Patrick Mahomes plays all year. Yeah, and and some of the hey, some of the numbers will will not reflect how ugly this game was because you, you know you get the near interception that was he deserved the mm-hmm. interception that, that that got overturned. He would have absolutely deserved an interception. Yep. Um, you know, some of the others, like, hey, there were flags. Maybe he probably knew there were flags on most of them. You know, so, hey, that don't, you can't really include that. But, hey, it looked ugly when it happened. So this, this was not a masterpiece by any stretch of the imagination. This was not another Mozart painting, as Andy Reid might say. <laughs> but it's what he does. I mean, even, even when he's like pizza, when Mahomes is bad, he's still pretty good. <laughs> and this is a great example of that to me. Uh, what's coming up on uh, on ChiefsDigest.com? I know we're going to get to talk to you for an hour tomorrow in the zone, so I'm not going to keep you till 1 a.m. here tonight. Uh, talk to a lot of the guys, especially offensive and defensive lines, just about what was what kind of caused the tide to turn. Uh, what was the momentum changer um, in the second half? Because that's really to where I, I think that this game was, was won and lost. Um, also, I'll try, I'll try and squeeze in a good conversation I have with Tommy Townsend about the, that punt that ran out the first half. I love special teams play. Yeah. You know that. So of course. That was, that was a great punt by Tommy Townsend that ran out the clock. And how often do you get to do that as a puncher? Um, and yeah, and Matt Imendola, which I think is how you pronounce his name, which I've been, I think, mispronouncing his name all week. Amendola. Amendola. Okay. All right. Good to know. Iman, Amon, I think, but I, I, what I, I understand is that Amon, like Amendola is definitely not it. Okay, interesting. But, you know, well, it I probably apologize. doesn't. It probably won't matter until you know he's on another team because Harrison yeah. Butker's probably going to be back. Um, but that was hey, he, he provided the winning points. Yeah, that was that was a big addition this week, and he made all his kicks. I mean, that was a, that was a good night for the young man. So. Um, that was I, that. This is hey. If the Chiefs remember, if the Chiefs win a Super Bowl this year, that young man's getting a ring. And deservedly so. I I think he uh, he earned that. He earned that he uh, tonight for sure. Um, so here, here's one more specific thing for, and then we'll let you go. Offensive line, um, tough matchup against a good group. Underperforming, concerning, not actually concerning. Just just the dudes that they had opposite them won their reps every once in a while. Uh, what's your feel on the trenches there from uh, from the Chiefs' offensive side? Honestly, all of the above. Yeah. I mean, the the first half was rough. I mean, there were some definite miscommunications, misassignments. Uh, maybe, and obviously, there's a few overmatches, but that's going to happen. I mean, Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack are that good, so you're going to lose some of those. And, and Bosa had a couple of moments for sure. Um, the the miscommunications, especially for this group, were a little concerning. Um, but then again, you know, can you chalk it up to this the short week? Maybe, yeah, you probably could. 
Um, definitely like what you saw in the second half from the offensive line, but the one caveat I would throw in there is that, yeah, you know, the Chargers lose their center, their right tackle in this game, and Chris Jones was doing a lot of his best work up the middle in the second half. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was doing exactly what he had to do, which is take advantage of a backup. Uh, but, you know, and here I am. It's, you can tell that it's, what, after midnight, because I'm, I'm, I've already crossed over pretty often. It's also because I've had a lot of sugar cookies. Wow, that's exciting. So, lots of energy here, Josh. I'm glad that you've had that. I, I decided to start throttling back from my uh, G Fuel, but I also didn't have time to make another cup of hot tea over the course of the last break. So, I'm, I'm on some... Uh, some uh, Lipton Diet Green Tea Citrus right now to try to keep all, all the wheels turning? There you go. But I can't I, have all those carbs, I, though. I need, I need to see more. I mean, I need to see a complete effort. You know, I thought the offensive line I mean, did its job, but I need to see some cleaner efforts because uh, I, even though they didn't give up any sacks last week and they gave up, what, was it just the one tonight, I guess, technically? Yeah. yep. It felt like more than that. It did. Because Mahomes took a couple of hits just like yes. he did on Sunday. I need to see some cleaner pockets, but, you know, I think they'll get there. This was this is a really, you know, a, a week two matchup on Thursday night. It's really hard to judge. Yeah, that I think is very fair. And with that being said, we will let you go, Matt. Appreciate your time as always. You can follow Matt on Twitter at Matt Derrick, ChiefsDigest.com. And uh, I'm actually going to be on remote tomorrow, so I won't see you tomorrow, but I will hear you tomorrow uh, for our hour on The Zone. So I'm looking forward to that, too. I will be thinking of you, and uh, thank you once again for putting up with my meandering rantings of a, a lunatic. You got us through a few more minutes of a post-midnight section of the post-game show. I have nothing but love and appreciation. <laughs> Take care, Josh. It's Matt Derrick, ChiefsDigest.com, on Twitter, at Matt Derrick. Uh, Beards, we're to take a quick break here. Circle back with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. And, uh, and, and oh, Marco's here. Marco's here with a blanket because Marco's not leaving tonight. Hey, Marco, you want to cut some audio? You want to cut up some audio for me? Let's let's take a break and then come back with reading Mahomes beards. That work for you? Let's do that. We'll take a quick break here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. It's all brought to you by CBD American Shaman. Free CBD samples every day. To the end zone he goes. And can he one-handed in the end zone to Mike Williams? Yes. Mike Williams, what a night. Signed a new long-term lucrative deal in the offseason, paying a huge dividend tonight. He was excellent. He was the exact type of receiver the Chiefs did not have an answer for. Um, and Sometimes all you can do is tip your hat. Say, good work, sir. Try to get to the next time. A fun game, a stressful game. But a victory for the Chiefs, nonetheless, 27-24. to It's about time we hear from the head coach of the Chiefs, head coach Andy Reid, spoke to the media uh, following the game, and we'll hear him just momentarily as his uh, press conference is brought to you by Robert Brogdon Buick GMC and Robert Brogdon's Olathe Kia. Andy Reid is presented by Robert Brogdon Buick GMC and Robert Brogdon's Olathe Kia. Visit BrogdonAutomotive.com. We'll start from uh, Jalen Watson here. Of course, he was a huge story in this game. He played a ton, was was thrust in uh, to the line of duty as uh, Trent McDuffie is on IR, and then, of course, has a 99-yard pick six. Here's Andy Reid on the growth of Jalen Watson. Yeah, um, he had a good camp. You know, you saw him progressively get better during camp. Um, he played, obviously, at a high level in 
uh, in college, so I mean, the pack there. So they, he, he's played against good competition. Um, you know, so I, I think it was probably Adam most most of all just his progress that he made in camp. Good size, can run. You know, you saw that after the interception. Um, that was beautiful. It it was truly beautiful, um, as was the changes they were able to make around the halfway point. We talked about this just a second ago with Matt. Matt, Matt, Matt made the point, you know, the uh, the second half in years past has often been where the Chiefs have begun to sort of um, backslide, if you will. Uh, not the case today. They made some adjustments at halftime, and Andrew was asked about those. So I didn't have to say much. I mean, the guys, they felt, we felt like we, were, we had a couple of hiccups on offense. Um, just doing, we didn't do the right thing a couple different times and it cost us in, in big situations. So um, we felt like if we could get back on track offensively, eliminate some of the mistakes, we'd be okay. Defensively, Spags just tightened everything up just a bit. The guys started challenging and, um, uh, you know, it paid off. So he made a few adjustments there. The, uh... <clears throat> I mean, whatever they did seemed to work, obviously. The, 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 the second half, it did feel like both sides of the ball were a little more cohesive uh, after being pretty well stressed through the first half. Um, ultimately, though, it, it obviously came together well enough, and you got the offensive performances that you're looking for from Patrick Mahomes. Here's what Andy Reid had to say about Mahomes' performance in tonight's game. Yeah, no, he did, he, he did it when he needed to. The thing he did, he had a couple where he could have gone and he had some nice throws. A couple of those throws were unbelievable that he had. So, I... You know, but I thought he did a nice job moving up and out in the pocket, uh, which is new as opposed to just flaring out. So they did a good job with it. Good feel in there. But he he was completing balls down the field, so that's that's important. Yeah. The, the footwork has been a point of focus for him in off off previously. This is a guy that's a lot to work on. Yeah, so th- those are the things you saw there, right today. And a couple of those, like I said, a couple of those throws were just incredible. Pushing up and throwing through traffic and getting his body in the right position. Ball didn't sail on him. Sometimes when your feet get out of whack, you lose your core there, and the ball will sail. He, he kept all that intact on the move, so uh, it was a it was impressive. Um, and I know he works as quarterbacks. You're, it's like being a farmer, right? You're gonna the work's never over. You just keep doing, working on something. So uh, all the way through your career, and when you stop, that's when it goes downhill real fast. So um, he's he's relentless with that stuff, and he always wants wants to know what he can do to be better. That's pretty interesting. Also, even just talking about kind of moving up in the pocket and taking those shots like that touchdown pass to uh, Justin Watson as opposed to just kind of flaring out like in years past. And uh, also, you know, that uh, playing quarterback is like being a farmer because the work's never done. Andy Reid gave, gave us a little tidbit in tonight's postgame presser. I appreciate that. Uh, also, as we've talked about much tonight, uh, the, the battle between the Chiefs' tackles and uh, Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack Obviously, that is a tough matchup for anybody. Here's what Andy Reid had to say about how his tackles held up. Yeah, so those two ends are, are special that they have. Um, you know, we were able to get a little bit of the run game going early and kind of move things around just a bit. I think that, that possibly helped. Uh, and then our guys just bared down. And uh, I thought I did a nice job with it as the as game went on, particularly the second half. It, it, 
seemed to get a little bit better. So. I do think it got a little better as it went on, it seemed. Um, it's a bit concerning on some level, but as we've talked about, expecting any defensive ends, or excuse me, any uh, tackles to uh, absolutely be flawless against Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack, pretty tall task, probably unreasonable. Wouldn't have minded a little more uh, protection for Patrick Mahomes back there, but uh, I don't. I don't think it was an atrocious performance given the competition. We saw them dominate the Cardinals last week against. Uh, again, you're adjusting for competition here. Their edge rush was significantly weakened. Tonight, you went up against a couple of elite ones, so you you adjust for for competition there. And I think the Chiefs' offensive line um, is is probably upper half of the middle of the pack, if that makes sense, in terms of uh, of pass pro. Maybe they can be a little bit better than that. Even when you see, though, uh, Creed Humphrey and Joe Tooney losing reps, that is that is uncommon, and that was happening tonight as well. That is what Andy Reid had to say. Now it's time to hear from Patrick Mahomes, brought to you by Xfinity. Patrick Mahomes Press Conference, brought to you by Xfinity. Xfinity Internet. Stay connected with Wi-Fi coverage that delivers the speed, reliability, and coverage you need. Can your internet do that? Well, what could Patrick Mahomes' offense do is the question that we'll start with first as he took a look at the unit as a whole and how they uh, performed on their en route to, uh, I was going to say putting up 27 points, but really uh, Jalen Watson gets to take a few of those for himself. What did Mahomes think of the offense's night? Yeah, I mean, we did, I mean, Pretty much the first half, we were, try- we were we were trying to protect the ball out fast and do stuff like that. Um, I just felt in the second half, we just we trusted in our O line. We we gave them a few chips, a few uh, receivers hitting tight ends, kind of doing stuff to help them out. I thought they did a great job of giving me that time, to, enough time to make those throws. But uh, that's a, that's a great defense, and I thought we battled and found a way to get the win. On the defensive side, obviously for the Chiefs, uh, they put up seven points of their own. Like, you know, six if you want to not give them credit for the extra point. I probably will. Uh, but they, they score a touchdown of their own and uh, and really hold down what the Chiefs were able to do offensively. And the Chargers defense was able to uh, to present the Chiefs with quite a few challenges. So here's Mahomes on defense. Yeah, I mean, we just hung around. Um, I think that's the biggest thing. The defense kept us in the game. Our offense, we didn't. I mean, we didn't play our best football. And I think the defense that was huge for them to keep us in that game, make some plays, get points on the board, um, and then just and just give us a chance. And um, I think with a young defense like that, to see that this early in the season, I think that's going to carry us the rest of the way. I mean, it was a nice performance from them uh, against the real deal at quarterback. Even without Keenan Allen out there, the Chiefs didn't have Trent McDuffie. That seems like about a, a fair trade. Um, and ultimately, you know, a, a nice effort there as the Chiefs' uh, defense gave up 24 points, scored seven of their own, and uh, really, I think, overall had a day that you would certainly take against the Chargers. Uh, Mahomes talked about his touchdown pass to Justin Watson, another uh, ridiculous highlight, uh, joining a long list of Patrick Mahomes' highlight real plays. Yeah, I think that's what we said um, going into camp. It's going to be everybody. Uh, it's not going to be one one guy. Um, uh, our the Justin Watson came in uh, when McColl was a little banged up, and he got McColl's route, and he and he won against a Pro Bowl All Pro corner. Um, and so uh, for guys like that to to make their their imprint on the game, that, that'll help us out as we get into these tough games like this. That we we can get touchdowns and 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 stuff like that from everybody. Um, I had to Google something real quick to make sense of exactly where this all lands, uh, but I just learned that both uh, Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Watson have a birthday coming up tomorrow. Uh, not not Friday tomorrow, because it is now Friday, but Saturday tomorrow. 
Uh, September 17th is both the birthday of Jalen Watson and Patrick Mahomes. We'll get to the audio that is relevant to that momentarily. I'm not jumping the line, though, Beards. I'm working down the list because next up is Patrick Mahomes on the team's poise being down 10 nothing early in a big game. I think it was something where we've had guys that have been in big games, um, so we've, we know how to not let it overwhelm you, um, not let the moment of when it's not going well, like just change it. And I mean, you get down 10 0 and 17, I think, 7 against a, a great football team like that, uh, sometimes it can get away from you. But I think guys kept it in perspective. We scored when we needed to score. Um, and I, I, I'll just keep reiterating I'm so proud of those young guys on the defense, man. Like, you just don't know until you get in these situations. And um, some games like that where the offense played like we did today because we didn't play our best football, um, you, a lot of times we lose those games. And for the defense to keep us, uh, keep us around, um, it's, a, it's a big, big step, I think, in the right direction. Totally agree. And also, uh, I think if you're a young defense, hearing that, that Mahomes just can't help himself uh, but to keep praising what you were able to accomplish, that's a, a pretty good sign all the way around. I don't know what the context of this question ultimately was, but this was Patrick Mahomes on Jalen Watson's pick six, and also, now upon further research, both of them having a birthday coming up on Saturday. Yeah, first off, he's confident. I mean, that, that's big when you're a corner because, I mean, you're going to get beat sometimes and you're going to have to like, step back, step back up. It's very hard to throw go routes on him. I mean, I know Mike made a great play on that one where he kind of one-handed it and got it back up. But he's, he's, he's a big, tall corner physical, gets his hands on you, but he's fast enough to run. Um, and uh, he's, he's, he's someone that's he's made plays. I mean, whenever his number's been called, he's made plays. And in the end, he has the right birthday. His birthday is September 17th. So I think that, 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 that works well for him, too. Yeah, yeah, I, I talked to him, and uh, I have, I'm having a little birthday party on Saturday. So I said it's his birthday party now because of the way he played. That's pretty good. All right, that's pretty good. You think Patrick Mahomes is having a little birthday party? Obviously, he's having a little birthday party on Saturday in what is essentially a bye weekend. I mean, they got to keep ready for the next game for the Colts. You know, can't be can't be looking over overlooking the Colts, man. That's well, a trap game not. right there. Got to be locked in. I can't remember. Is it a road or away game? Um, I think they're back on the road again. Yeah, they are because it's it's. Well, you know, uh, Indianapolis has a big party city. That's true. Maybe get to Indianapolis early. Well, I, no, sorry, Beards. Indianapolis has a big party city, like the store. Yes, that's that, what I meant. Okay. Yeah. Just make sure you're on the same page. Uh, there was a, a pretty big moment in this game with that interception that uh, was ultimately overturned, and then the Chiefs turned that into a uh, touchdown drive right thereafter. Mahomes here talks about that sequencing. Yeah, I mean. Uh, First off, I, I'm living right because I had a couple interceptions that didn't get got called for the flags because, I mean, there was flags, and then that one got overturned when it hit the ground. Um, but, um, yeah, whenever you get that second opportunity where you're going to go back out there and they had they had the ball 17-7 with the ball in, in, already in the red zone um, and getting another opportunity to go back out there and score, you have to capitalize on it when you're playing great football teams. Um, and so uh, it was a great job as an offense that we found a way to score on that drive. Um, and then um, we, I've got to tr- stop – giving them even chances. I mean, that's, it's just too close sometimes, and I want to make sure I, I get better at that. Um, he must be living right. I, he's right because, yeah, there were a few real scares there, and uh, we'll get back to one of those interceptions, what he had to say about it here momentarily. But first, also, talking about the touchdown pass to Jarek McKinnon. Uh, you heard that audio in one of our highlights earlier tonight. Just an absolutely ridiculous play. Here's what Mahomes had to say about it. Yeah, when I was scrambling to the right, I think there was—I can't remember who it was. I was about to throw it, and it closed. And then I, and then I put my head down. And I was getting ready to run, and I broke the tackle from uh, Tranquil, and 
just out of the corner of my eye, I saw red just pop across the thing. And so I was just trying to find a way to get it to Jarek. And um, I think those guys do a great job of it. I mean, all the guys are great on that scramble drill. We work on it. Um, and, and I gave it to him. He made a, he ran tough, got in the end zone, and it was a big, a big play in the game. And just he makes some of that stuff look easy. And it's just totally alien to the sport. There's just there will be people more like Patrick Mahomes in the future because Mahomes existed first to sort of uh, build that path. But he's just a truly unique force in this uh, in this sport. Uh, being able to also hang in the pocket opposite Khalil Mack and uh, and Bosa just a incredibly difficult task. He had to climb the pocket. You heard Andy Reid mention that earlier as well. Here's what he had to say about his pocket presence in this game. Yeah, it was good. I mean, it, it was. I could have been better today, I think. I was better last week than I was this week. So even with this long weekend, I know it's still early in the season. I'll probably go back and work on that. Um, when just You just can't lose it whenever you're, you're playing against a good pass rush. I think that's when you have to be the best at it. And they were obviously doing some games, and they have guys that are going to win. I mean, they, they're some of the best pass rushers in the league, so they're going to win sometimes. Um, but I have to keep trusting the offensive line. I thought they did a great job of battling the entire game um, and giving me enough time to, to make the throws when I needed to. I think he's right. I think he, he he had a better game against Arizona. And also, you can't expect Bosa and Mack not to ever get to you. If, if you assume that as a quarterback, you are, uh, you're entering that game delusionally. And, and Mahomes certainly was not doing that. Uh, last one here from Patrick Mahomes on that inter- overturned interception and also um, a quick mention of one of the storylines of this week. I mean, you never know. I mean, I think that's that you saw the ball hit the ground and you saw a little bit of movement. Um, but they have been a little bit more lenient on letting the ball move and if the guy gets his hands underneath it. So you hope you hope that they that it's called no return, obviously. Um, but on the play, they, they got me. I mean, they, they, they were all game. They were playing one coverage, and out of nowhere they threw me with a shell coverage um, with the corner who had been playing, just kind of getting out of there the whole time. He, he dropped down to play cover two, and so it, it got me. They, I mean, I don't throw it just straight to guys most, most times. And so... Um, but got lucky enough that it bounced around, hit the ground, and I was able to get another chance at it. Um, I'm sure PFF will have me a low grade for that, but uh, I'll keep it rolling. I think that was a walk-off for Mahomes. I think he dropped that line and then uh, departed the podium. If you weren't aware last week, that this week it became a topic of conversation because Patrick Mahomes was, I believe, 8th or ninth. In quarterback grading off of his week one performance. Here's the thing. This week, I mean, listen, I'd rather have Geno Smith as my quarterback. I mean, who wouldn't? This week, to the joke there, he he will have a lower grade than he should have had last week. He had some turnover worthy plays that the the, the Chargers couldn't uh, clutch out at the end. That's part of the that's part of the deal. I like the, I like the people at PFF that I know. I think they do largely pretty good work. I also Every, think that's pretty funny. Everybody knows Kirk Cousins is better than Mahomes. What are we talking about here? Why is this a discussion? Where was Ryan Tannehill? Uh, Ryan Tannehill was third. He's again also better than Mahomes. We know this. This is a fact. Jay, listen. You know who threw thirty interceptions and thirty touchdowns in a season? It wasn't Mahomes. It was Jameis. It was Jameis. Yeah, Jameis had thirty thirty vision. That's why he's fifth. So apparently Patrick Mahomes is on Twitter. Who knew? Or she's got a PFF account. <laughs> you can use just scrolling through on like a Wednesday. He goes, what the bleep? This is ridiculous. He looks at it and goes, yeah, you know what? Those guys are right. Ryan Tannehill should be third. He played really good last week. Surely I'm fourth. 
Oh, you know what? D- Justin Herbert, he's good. He he beat up on the Raiders. You know, that's deserved. Definitely top seven. J- Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson tied. They're really good. Let's uh, let's go back to the defense and also go down to the locker room. Locker rooms are open again for the first time uh, since COVID, so uh, we'll get to hear a little more from a week-to-week basis, hopefully, from Chiefs who speak to the media, uh, not at the podium, but in the locker room. And it's always good to hear from Justin Reed whenever he spoke to the media uh, in the locker room earlier tonight. Here's what he had to say. Nobody got on each other's tail. We stayed together. We kept playing the next play. Um, when crunch time came, Players made big plays. Shout out to Jalen. Thought he had an incredible game coming in as a rookie and being lined up uh, a lot of the time on their best player, 81. And 81 made some plays today, but overall as a defense, we came out, limited most of the big throws, made them drive down the field, and in crunch time made the plays that needed to be made. What did you see from Jalen that you know allowed you to think or allowed the coaches to think that he'd be able to step in and make plays like he did today on Sunday? Um, training camp. Training camp. Our training camp is tough. One of the toughest training camps I've been a part of, but it prepares you for games like this. Um, I felt like our conditioning level was at a high level. I felt like we were the better conditioned team. Um, and Jalen has just been on the right trajectory since he got here, man. He continued to get better. His uh, confidence has been growing continuously. And um, we trusted him to go out on the field and make a play, and he did that. What did you see on that play where he took the, the pick six back? Yeah, um, so we were in cover zero. Me and him were working together. Tight end went quick to the flat. Five up, came up the field and sit, tried to sit on the goal line. Um, Herbert tried to throw it outside to the tight end. Jalen slipped under it, took it 50 yards, cut back on uh, Herbert, and nobody's going to catch him at that point. And just this hard-fought game, right? This AFC West. I mean, did it feel like that? It feel like elevated? absolutely, absolutely. I mean, this is what it's going to be. We know we're in the toughest division in football. It's going to be like this with each one of the AFC West teams, and we know that we have a target on our back too. So we know we're going to get every every team's best shot. We're going to be ready for it. We're going to have to come out and perform. Um, Credit to the offense, defense, special teams. Everybody came out, and we did what we needed to do to come away with the win. You guys were prepared for them to go for, like, a lot more fourth downs than they probably did. Were you a little surprised they didn't go for more of those at midfield and such? Um, Honestly, I thought they would have gone for more fourth downs. Um, But, you know, ebbs and flows of the game, they made their decision. Was my cough on here? I make that on. Okay, thank you. If Sorry. you want to cough into the microphone, though, that'd be great. Well, I, if, you, if you were worried that we missed it, I um, you know, I'm sure one will sneak out before the end of the show tonight. There's uh, there's Justin Reed. Always good to hear from him. And uh, the more the well, the better conditioned team is interesting, especially uh, noting that on that pick six, the, uh, the the target there, who I should definitely know who it was. I think it might have it might have been Gerald Everett. I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, I have to go back and. I'm sure millions of you are yelling at your radio right now who it was. Apologies. Um, what's interesting for him to use the word better, the phrase better conditioned when that was a part of that pick six where it seemed like maybe the Chargers were a little bit gassed. Are we good on Orlando Brown here, Beards? This is uh, just just a quick minute from uh, OBJ, but I, we got the audio from him, and I wanted to hear uh, what his feel was like um, going up against Excellent edge rushers, not just across from him, but on both sides. The interior offensive line t- took a couple of losses here and there. Again, I mentioned it's rare, so I'm pointing it out, not be- simply because it is so rare. Joe Tooney and Creed Humphrey don't lose very often. They lost a few times tonight. Here's the Orlando Brown had the say in the locker room after the game. Talk about that. It seems like that's yeah. you know what you guys really want to do. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, whenever you can run the ball against an NFL team, man, it's always a great feeling. Yeah. And to be able to go out there and do that the way that we were able to do it, close it out, man, uh, you know, that's always a really good feeling. So, uh, you know, man, running the ball, oh, my gosh, like, you know, I can't even put in the words. As offensive linemen, we love that. 
I know you preach team a lot, yep. but uh, on the individual side, give yourself a grade going up against that defense. Oh, man, I have to watch the film, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I can't really, like, give you a clean game right now to sure, give sure. out the fine details. I think we did enough right. to win, though. So. Right. Yeah, but, uh, just the momentum shifts in this game. I mean, how yeah. crazy it was up and down. Yeah, no, man, very crazy. Uh, but I think we did a really good job maintaining the composure. 15 did a really good job making sure the offense wasn't checked, man. And, uh, I mean, I think that's just the most important part to it all. When that replay was happening on the pick, yeah. I mean, how nervous were you that they weren't going to overturn that? Oh, man, honestly, like, you know, I, I'm always tuned into the game. I wasn't sure what was going on, but just ready to go out there and take the field again. There you go, Orlando Brown. And that is our locker room report here on the Sport 3810 WHB postgame show brought to you by Twin Peaks. The Chiefs locker room report is brought to you by Twin Peaks. No one does football like Twin Peaks. Whatever your preference, they have everything from tequila cocktails and an extensive bourbon category to top shelf spirits and cocktails served over ice balls. Local craft beers and handcrafted whiskey cocktails round out an adventurous drink menu, second to none. And don't forget about their 29 degree man-sized drafts at Twin Peaks. One more person to hear from today. I'm very much looking forward to it. Uh, Brandon Staley and his uh, post-game press conference. I imagine he's going to have plenty that he was asked about from Justin Herbert's health to um, to the fourth down decisions to what they were doing offensively and beyond. Um, that is all brought to you by our friends at Metcalf Car Star. He's okay. Um, it was a tough game, and you're not going to see a quarterback in any level of football play tougher and do more for their team and will their team um, to give them a chance than him. There's nobody that can do what he can do. Nobody. Um, he showed a lot of guts. He showed us what he shows every day, um, that we're never out of the fight. And he brought us back and gave us a chance. Yeah, it was just a tough NFL game, and he took some big hits. And none of those big hits had any impact on him bringing his team back like he always does. Are you concerned about him going forward? No, no, because he's Justin Herbert. Yeah, I think uh, I think that that's probably the case. Yeah, I mean the one guy get you know he clubs Bryce Callahan, um, and it's an obvious offensive pass interference at the at the minimum, and we get the interception. Um, you know, and that that's you know as tough as it gets because we're in a perfect coverage, we were perfectly defended. Um, so that's a tough one, and you know Asante's was close, and um, that's subjective. But he, he needs to finish that play; he's capable of it. Um, but I like the way our guys competed, and when you get chances against that team, um, you got to make sure that you capitalize. And we had some opportunities tonight, um, and we didn't finish them. I think that we're going to learn a lot more tomorrow. Um, but I think in that area of losing his wind and that area of his body, probably. Uh, I think Corey's got a knee issue. Um, he, I just talked to him. He seems okay, but we'll know more tomorrow. I didn't get an explanation, no. Uh, we'll collapse a, you know, an outstanding backup center. We also had Trey go out, um, but that's why you create depth. Um, that's what we were after. We had Storm to be able to go in there, and you know how much football he's played for us, and those two guys gave us a chance to compete. Um, we had a lot of guys rise to the occasion. Um, 
that we're backup players today and give us a chance. Um, and I'm proud of the way we competed as a team. Is Trey had an ankle? Yeah. I do not. Yeah, I just wanted to give our, our defense a chance to compete. I really love the way we were playing. Um, I felt like that was the formula to flip the field there. Um, you know, I felt like we were aggressive when we needed to be tonight. Um, you know, we converted all four of our fourth downs, but just felt like, you know, with who's over there um, and the way our defense was playing, uh, I felt like the field position would be a big edge for our defense to be able to pin them back there. And, um, you know, I, I like the way our defense competed tonight. That throw is as good of a throw under the circumstances that you're going to see in pro sports. Uh, Jay Leverett, it looked like he wanted to sub, to sub out there before the pick six. Mm-hmm. Just like mechanically, how does that work? Like, you wanted to go tempo there, obviously, mm-hmm. inside the five, but the guy is like, asking for a sub, and then obviously, you know what happened on the play? Yeah, it was just kind of unlucky what happened. It was unfortunate. We felt like we could push the pace, um, and you know it didn't work out. Just, you know, when he's matched to the flat, you know, the, the tight end has the option to come back in. And so um, I think Justin was expecting him to come back in on that. Um, but, um, you know, it's just one of those unlucky things that happen. And, um, you know, obviously we'll learn a lot from it. You know, Mike Williams, the reason why we uh, brought him back is because he's an elite competitor. He's a big time player, a prime time player. And uh, with Keenan being out, we knew that the coverage was going to be tilted to his side. There was going to be a lot of rolled up coverage to him, uh, but he still produced. Um, and that's the type of player he is. We gave him a bunch of opportunities today. We were trying to be aggressive uh, to get him the football, get him off to a good start. And um, I really like the way we featured him tonight. And uh, I thought he played a well of game. No satisfaction. No satisfaction at all. No, I didn't, but it was a tremendous play by Darwin, giving us a chance and then giving us a chance to compete there on the goal line. And our defense played their heart out and uh, we really tightened up down there and uh, showed a lot of competitive fight. And again, couldn't be prouder of the group. No, I leave here saying that we lost. That's what I leave here saying. We lost and I thought that we competed like I expect us to compete. A lot of competition there from Brandon Staley on the uh, the Chargers effort here in Kansas City tonight. It was Gerald Everett uh, there who, who was asking out for the sub on what ended up being the pick six, which is crazy. Just if, if, he's, if he or whoever is in his spot is fully chopping their feet, I don't know that, 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 that Watson's able to get that angle for what turns into the pick six, or even if it's just the pick, but he doesn't get all the momentum to get all the way there. Um, but that is a, a heck of an effort from Jalen Watts on that play. A lot of interesting things there from Brandon Staley. Again, the um, I, I don't I don't follow his logic on the fourth downs, uh, where where he says, "Hey, now we're worrying about the guy over there." In terms of when to give your defense a shot, your defense has a shot. It would have a lot of field left if they only had sixty yards between them and uh, and the end zone. Try to slow down Patrick Mahomes, but you'd really like to keep your offense on the field, I would think. But that uh, that was the explanation from Brandon Staley, and that was in our opposing coach press conference brought to you by Metcalf Car Star. Brought to you by Metcalf Car Star. If your vehicle gets sacked on the road, take it to Metcalf Car Star, the collision repair experts.
They make it convenient and easy to get back on the road. Go to CarStar.com and search Metcalf CarStar. CarStar. Relax. They'll take it from here. So much happening in the uh, 60 football minutes that were more like a few football hours tonight here in Kansas City. A home opener that results in a three-point victory. Sometimes those spreads will get you, my friends. If you had uh, minus three or three and a half or four or four and a half, the spirit of it was right. But those backdoor covers, man, I don't envy you on that front. If you... uh, if you went heavy on the lines. But the Chiefs get the victory. They don't care about the margin. And they are now in sole possession of first place in the AFC West. Here's the thing. You can take plenty of things from both sides of the ball. Like I said earlier in the show, I am sure the film rooms at Arrowhead this week will have plenty to go over. There will be no shortcoming of things to work on from this game. It was not perfect. Beards look like you said one minute, but I don't think you were hitting the button. I hit the button. You were not touch. Your arm was not even on that side of the board. It was over here. Yeah. Yeah, where the button is. Oh, okay. I well, it didn't come through. Well, yeah, 48 seconds now. 48 seconds left in the show? Yeah. 45 now, probably? Yeah. A little bit less? Yeah. Here's the good news. I know how many timeouts I have. It's zero. We're running the hurry up, baby. We're just running the clock out, because oh, I know. No, an interception. No, sir. No, we sir. We the hurry up. Absolutely not. We are eating up the clock just like the Chiefs did on their final drives to uh, put this game away. 27-24, your final score. We'll talk about it much more tomorrow, all day, of course, on Sports Radio 810. I'll rejoin Beards and Jason Anderson in the zone at 10. We'll talk to you more then. This has been the Sports Radio 810 WHB Post Game Show, presented by CBD American Shaman. Looking forward to talking to you tomorrow. Till then, bye, Mom.